Think of 87 ways to make better days Whether crime or rhyme I heard that rebel pays on the scene Trying to get green like Everglades The music riding good like Escalades In a ghetto infested by shade and drugs you heard of the name, quality the truth, like I'm coming out from Alpha Bays. One for in and one for out the grave. Niggas want their reparations. How you calculate the amount to be paid? You try to imagine America without the slaves, the slaves. Her heart is like a gold bouillon because she went and protested because her best friend's man got popped. He was 16 years old. The cop thought his phone was a Glock. In the hood, it's an everyday happening. In front of the precinct, she chews out the captain. She yells out, why y'all do this to black men? Come on. Days, whether crime or rhyme, I heard that rebel pays on the scene. Trying to get green like Everglades. The music riding it good like Escalades in a ghetto, infested by shade and drama. And niggas with things ain't afraid of karma. I'm thinking big, like little Wayne in a car is that. Terrorism on blacks, they poison our new poor that can affect, make it hard to breathe now. Johnny Cochran dead, who gon' give us us free now? Clinton ain't in office, who gon' give us shit free now? Who gon' make it better for the thugs and the P now? Who gon' make it good for old folks to see now? Oh, it's good music, yeah, dog, I see now. Studios Hollywood in beautiful Los Angeles, California. ToadHopNetwork.com. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Can I just say to start off? Live from the Toad Hop Network. Yes, oh, we're not on yet. <laughs> no, well, now we are. I gotta just say, Sarah, you suck. <laughs> what you do to what you, what you do to my my soul? <laughs> just you know. First of all, you were quitting last week. I mean, let me just make an announcement. Sarah's back. <laughs> okay? The torture of my of my little spirit that that wants to, everything to go well, it just, that that took me for a little loop. But now we worked it out and yeah. it's going to be even better. Yeah. Okay? And but now then why do two, I second, suck? two seconds two seconds <laughs> Why do you think you suck? Why don't you answer that? I, because 2 seconds <clears> before going on the air I'm all happy. I go, man, that was the best club. We had a great time this weekend. She goes, they didn't pay me. Of which Codependent Boy goes, (laughs) now I can't do the show. Oh, my God. Because now I'm thinking about, you know what? We're not going to do the show right now. I have to call them. 
All right. Call them to take care of this. All right, so, so Joel, hey. take a break. All right, then. <laughs> No, it's don't fine. you know me by now? I take this stuff personally. I can't. I can't deal. I'm. I'm a codependent dude. I didn't know that. I, it have, would have, I, I, I feel other people's pain. You, you gave me the pain of I wasn't paid. That's painful. I'm, I want to take care of it. I never which, know when it's my a little sister. Club. She's like my little sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The, I didn't, the good I didn't, little yeah. sister. I have a bad little sister, too, that doesn't speak to me. But you do. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so far. <laughs> Just kidding. I almost shut that off, too, when I said you suck. <laughs> you got hit with the arrow. Yeah, totally. I put the arrow right back to you. Yeah, you're very sensitive. Mm-hmm. I am, too. But listen, uh, welcome to the show, everybody. We have Rondell Sheridan is coming on the show today. Woo! I love Rondell. Old friend, comic, and uh, we have a very similar background, and I can't wait to talk about that, Mm -hmm. of how we dealt with our own adversity uh, growing up and became comedians. He's also an actor and very successful in the children's market. Yeah, and director. Yeah, that's so Raven. Yes. And My kids, you know, I love that when my kids get excited. I'll say... Yeah, I was hanging out with Jack Nicholson. There, who's he? Right? <laughs> really? They, they, they could care less. Oh man, they don't know who Jack Nicholson is. Why? Well, one the other day that he didn't, uh, Justin didn't know either. I'm going. Really? You don't know who this oh. is? And, you know, I was I was so excited. But the, you say, oh, the father from that's so Raven. Can I come in today, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> you know. So yeah, he's coming in as well. And uh, we, we had a little family incident uh, this week. What? Uh, you, I don't know if I ever told you this. I have a major phobia of rats. I mean, I am not a phobia guy. I'm not afraid of anything. I've jumped out of planes. I've flown planes, you know, literally like combat mission planes. I've jumped out of uh, uh, hot air balloons with a bungee cord attached to me. I've hang glided. I'm not afraid of anything. I'm not afraid of snakes. People go, oh, there's snakes there. When we golf, they go, there's snakes there. I go, really? Let me go find one. I I have no fear of this. Rats? There's something, go- <laughs> something happens to me. It's like Indiana Jones. Uh, oh, he doesn't like rats that was either. Thing, yeah. I used to wear a fedora. How? What a coincidence! <laughs> I went through an Indiana Jones phase once. I wore that fedora. It's probably like like probably know. two years after he wore it because I didn't want to do the fad thing. So then I <laughs> I tried the fedora look until my friends started smashing it and making fun of me. <laughs> so that was it for the fedora phase. Didn't last very long. But I actually share that with him. I don't like rats. I freak out now. So what you resist persists. Have you ever heard of this? Yeah. Right? So since I don't like rats, since I don't invite rats into my life, they are very present and, and in my in my space. Seriously? They are in my yard and they eat my freaking tomatoes. And anybody that wants to call me and tell me what the solution is on this, besides poison, because my wife freaks out when I start poisoning them. Yeah. <laughs> trap she's not into either. I'm out there like a trapper, but here's the problem. If I trap them, I don't know how to get rid of them because I'm so scared of them even when they're dead. <laughs> how do I get rid of them? Do I have somebody come in and go, can you get rid of this rat? That's how freaked out I am. I'm Jackson, even freaked. Jackson, you're a two-year-old. Well, let me tell you something. My kids apparently have the same phobia. So uh, I put the traps out, and apparently they're so clever that they actually know how to put their paw in and like engage the trap, and then they can eat the peanut butter afterwards. Really? They're geniuses, wow. these rats. Rats are smart. So not only, yeah, not only do I have rats eating all my beautiful tomatoes, and these are heirlooms. I'm so upset. I get all upset. I came back from vacation. That was the first question. I said, "Oh my god, I gotta go see my heirloom tomatoes." And <laughs> so I see these big, beautiful heirloom tomatoes, big fat things. I can't wait to bite in them. I look on the other side of it, chewed halfway. 
They always do it like where I can see the tomato. They go to the shady side, yeah. like to the other side, the side that I'm not seeing. But the one that's present is beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's it's like you know uh, meeting a woman with giant you know beautiful <laughs> breasts or something, yeah, and then yeah. and then you turn around, she has no ass at all. You know, I'm, or something like that. I yeah. don't know. Look, I'm looking for a parallel here that's a little humorous. But here's the thing. So I get these things, and of course I just cut away the parts because I'm too cheap. <laughs> I will not throw the tomato out. I just cut away the parts that they chewed, yeah. and then I have the rest of this beautiful, tasty heirloom tomato. But these rats are annoying me to the point where so somebody gave me a tip. By the way, give me your tips right now, 888-520-4374. And these are not rats that I was used to growing up. In Philadelphia, they were sewer rats, and they're big, they're large, Ugh. but they live in the sewer. Disgusting. See, that's so worse, you would see, It's not worse because they're in the sewer. These climb. They climb. <laughs> they could get in my window if they wanted to and have. But they they have. I'm telling you, they're tree rats. They can go anywhere they want. I, I, it's like they're superpowers. And they even know how to engage my traps and eat the peanut butter, which is just the biggest F you. It's like, you, know, you want to set a trap? So I think I knocked one out the other day. How? Knocked them. I, I think he must have engaged the trap and it, it must have knocked his head. So he was a little silly. It just knocked him a little silly. Okay. You probably like that. It's like getting drunk or something. He's, he's probably going, look, I'm a mouth today. <laughs> I'm not a rat anymore. And he's like spinning around. So he's apparently knocked out. And the dog, the dog, the dog, the uh, dog, that was actually, yeah. that was from Mary Poppins. Yeah, I love to laugh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you recognize that uh, impression uh, that will not be in my act anytime soon. All right, so I, uh, so, so apparently the, so the dog starts barking. Now the dog loves, chases squirrels. No problem with squirrels, I guess because they have the furry tail, but not chasing rats, which I wish she would. So she chases, you know, squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> I mean, just goes squirrel, and she goes crazy. So I'm like, can you learn to do that when they have a, that stinking lousy tail? Ew, I hate that's that tail. skinny tail. So do I. It's like a snake, though, too. That's why. Ugh, I can't. Oh, I can't stand that tail. So, and I'm, I'm really afraid of rats. It just in general, I don't like them. I know some people even collect them, and they, they have them as I pets. I had pet rats. You had pet rats? I had pet rats. You I've had a few weirdo. pet rats. Perfect, Joel. I'm so happy to hear that because yeah. you are coming over and cleaning the traps <laughs> out. Either that or you can have them as pets. I, there are they plenty of them. They make great pets. i got to be honest. Fantastic. You can How? do anything you want with them. Because they're really smart. Become a collector. Collect How? all nine because there's about nine <laughs> of them. I'm telling you, there's a family because I've already gotten rid of a few of them. But smart how? Like how? Can they you like can play? They, they are really they get smart. To know you. you can train them they come when you call they're actually really smart Ew, yeah. yuck they know their name come here rat face like and they come <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. i'm with you sarah completely Gross. and those little claws and they can by the way they can get through anything you can't stop them i've built fences and they will get through the fence how do you eat a tomato that it ate a little bit without getting a rabies shot like that <laughs> is like oh, please you had to go there yeah, i moved, I had I had to moved there. on from that i moved on from that you brought <laughs> that was a callback that i didn't like okay because i don't want to think about it and i don't want to tell my family by the way that i'm doing this because i have a germ phobic son already i can't imagine him eating a tomato that a rat had a Ew. few minutes later earlier all right so we're so we're, so he's so now he's a little knocked unconscious uh -huh. So apparently, because now he is uh, vulnerable, the dog decides, okay, now I can play with this thing. Yeah. So I, the dog's barking. I'm going, what's going on? And I thought something might be up. 
Jared, our eight-year-old, screams, there's a rat, there's a rat. And he's indoors when he's saying it. He's not outdoors. So I'm freaking. I'm going, where? He goes, in the dog's kennel. The rat is now in the dog's kennel, of which the dog apparently brought the presentation to us, the little prize to yeah. us, thinking that I would love this. You know, look what I brought you. You've told me to go after these things. Look what I brought you. And there it is inside of the cage. Now, what happens to me? Now, I'm supposed to be the man of the house. I've got all the kids are there. All three sons are there. And my wife, right? What do I do? Scream. <laughs> Scream. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There is a rat. There is a rat. Which makes the other kids go, wait a minute. Daddy's afraid. We are, too. So all three. Let me see. One, two. Me and, three really sons, me and three sons are all up on chairs, <laughs> of which, yeah, like the rat, all of a sudden, I can't climb a chair. So the rat's now scurrying inside of this thing. He's going crazy, going in a circle. He's having a great time. He's going, hey, I'm in circles now. I'm in circles. This is so much fun. I'm indoors. Maybe they'll feed me. I don't have to go for tomatoes anymore. <laughs> so, so he's going around in a circle, and my wife steps in, right? Who is uh, way different than most wives? Now, most wives would not only be not only be angry with you for being on the chair; she'd hit you with a chair. <laughs> My ex would probably hit me with a chair. What's wrong with you? Get that rat! So I'm going. I have no idea what to do. I don't. Know, what am I going to do? So the kids are not. I mean, they're they're going to different rooms. We're going to different. Even the two year olds going. You know, Daddy, what's you know, butch up? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's even looking at me, going, "Really, you're the father of the house?" And normally, I'm strong. I'll take on a robber. You know, really, I would take on a robber ahead of a rat. Have a tail. As long as, <laughs> a robber with that a would tail. freak me out. Too. You know, really, yeah, a robber with a t an yeah. actual tail. Yes, I might, I might be out on that. But yeah. th it's the little claws and the little and the rabies that they contain. That and now you're bodies, freaking me out. I'm going to throw my tomatoes out. Thank you very much, there. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I'm freaking out. I'm going. What am I going to do? So Mika, my wife, she gets in there, and she gets at a box. You know, she's like MacGyver. <laughs> It's unbelievable. She's got the plan, you know, she's got the tape and, you know, tools and stuff. She always has tools. She's amazing to me. So she's, she's all prepared. She gets the broom and she puts it, she sweeps it in from the box with the broom into the box. Okay. Uh -huh. So now the box, what do you do? The thing is down there. So she now slides the box across the room, right? As now I become brave and I go, Get me my BB gun. <laughs> so I have this Tie him down. Let me shoot him. <laughs> so so now, now suddenly the other kids are coming out of closets, off yeah. of chairs. Yeah. So that now we're all brave. Yeah. Now suddenly we've all become men. We're real men. While the woman is dragging this rat across. And by the way, Sarah, you're going to hate this. Close your ears. You could see the tail out of the box. That's all you could see was the tail, this uh, giant long tail. And I'm like, shit. so you see this box with this tail going across the room. Uh. And I got my daisy rifle going, let me pump that. <laughs> yeah. So I have this. And then Justin goes, now he's Mr. Brave, the teenager. He goes, give me that. He goes, give me that rifle. And so he's, he's Mr. Tough now. So now we're going to shoot the thing. And I'm, I'm going, wait a minute. I'm not thinking this out. I'm not being very clear with this. <laughs> this is not a good idea to shoot. BBs, you know, metal BBs or steel yeah. BBs in the house at this thing, you know, anyway, there's a lot wrong with it. Yeah. But I'm not thinking straight because I can't, I'm so afraid of the rat. I just want to kill him. So, uh, so Justin grabs the gun and, you know, my wife, it, it's the kindest person on the planet, mm -hmm. never had a fight. We almost had one. She freaked. 
Put that gun away. Put that gun away. I've never even seen her like that. She scared all of us. She's never yelled at any of us. Put that gun away. <laughs> and then suddenly Justin's like grabs it like he's with the NRA. No. No, it's my gun. I'm shooting this. All of a sudden he's like, Charlton Heston, grab this from my cold, hard hand. So now he's, now he's in an argument. And she actually said, you put it down or I'll hit you. I've never even seen it. Look at your face right now. Can you imagine, Mika? She's the sweetest. Like she meditates and yoga. And she's freaking out over this. And I said, what's up? And so then we all retreated. All the guys retreated. <laughs> Seriously. We knew, we knew she meant business. Back I surrendered. I just went, whoop, okay. You handle it. All yours. But she didn't mind. She didn't mind handling it. She, she puts it in a box. And then she takes the box, flips it over real quick. And then mm -hmm. puts something on top of the box so he can't get out. So then later in the day, I go, what happened to the rat? I'm not going near that box. And she goes, I released it to the world. <laughs> she took it for a ride. She, oh, this okay. rat has had some little experience here. First, he's going in circles. <laughs> and we're going for a ride. I've got a new neighborhood, you know. <laughs> so, so this rat is just so happy now that my wife was kind enough to release the rat. And I said, anywhere near here? Because they'll, they'll come back. Because I know he's coming back for yeah. my tomatoes. They are smart. And they, they're delicious tomatoes. I would come <laughs> back, too. It's wow. worth it. So I didn't get one stinking call on what do I do about these rats. I've tried different methods. If I tell you this one, you know I love admitting things. Yeah. And I have no problem doing so. I have no problem embarrassing myself. Now, I don't know if someone was playing a joke on me, but someone told me your <laughs> hair from your body will... Um, make them go away you put hair around Shut okay up. now take, take a look at my head and understand i don't have a lot of hair up there to spare uh-huh okay so right here yeah that's where i got it from mm -hmm. so i go out with, <laughs> i go out i go this. out with little scissors i'm gonna admit this into our yard pull my pants down <laughs> wait a second <laughs> that's a different kind of hair you did pubic hair i did pubic hair i Weird. figured that's because that's the most gnarly kind of hair. That's what body. I'm thinking. That's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. It's gnarly. They'll get. It's like almost barbed wire-ish. You know, they'll get caught in it. So then I get a little double method here. It'll go, you can, can you describe my pubic hair. You imagine as that? Wire-ish. You imagine that? When I come out and the thing is stuck. Woman, <laughs> pubic hair. That's kind of so. I did chest hair and pubic hair. Okay, and I just scattered it around, thinking that this this method would work. Okay, I know it sounds nuts, but I will go to any length. And that's why I'm asking people, call us with a solution. I don't want to be out there with my little <laughs> cuticle scissors chopping my pubic hair and other hairs around my body and, you know, and spreading them around. And I don't think it works anyway. I, I really doubt that it works. 888-520-4374. Somebody help me. There's I don't want to do the poison because then the dog will eat the poison. Oh. Right. Uh, There's the problem with that. Traps also, the dogs. We have to lock the dog in while the traps. They only come out at night, by the way, the rats. Mm -hmm. They get out I just spent 18 freaking minutes on these rats? Yeah. Human hair. Human hair, what? Yeah, I've I love the people, I love the Google. Uh, swearing by this <clears throat> that people are. Uh, I can't read this. Okay, here's what I'll say. If it is true, I'm going to actually ask people to write to me and in a self uh, in an envelope and put your hair, <laughs> and I will. You can help my garden. <laughs> it says these <laughs> people the weirdest are thing I've ever asked for in my life. These people What's are bordering on witchcraft and mental handicap. <laughs> does not say that. It does say that. So someone wants me to join the occult. They want me to be in a coven, apparently. Apparently. And this is my ritual, so I've already fulfilled that. Yeah. 
Oh, fantastic. <laughs> and I'm raising rats. They must love that. So seriously, this is like a, some m mentally deranged person came up with this? That's what this Now I have says. to think back on who told me. Who passed? <laughs> who paid this one forward? Let's get Shoemaker to take his take little scissors and, and, and chop his hair and put it all over his garden. Did you trim it evenly? I think evenly? I'm being punked. Did you trim it evenly? Or is well, there it's... like some patches like now? Like, <laughs> oh, in your balls. What? <laughs> what do you mean, what? Did you trim it evenly? You act, you act like it's, you, you act like it's <laughs> some <laughs> legitimate question. It totally is. Like it's that hot would, outside. That, you want to keep those trimmed anyways, because, right? That's what I was thinking. I'm getting a two-for-one because that's what the kids do these days. Yeah. I grew up in a time of large uh, bush area. Yeah. That was for women, too. I wish that came back. <laughs> it is It is more convenient for you, I it would imagine. It is so much more convenient. I hate having to trim, wax, anything. My friend any loves that? that. My friend loves the, uh, he wants no trim whatsoever. Really? So every time I call him, I always go, oh, 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 you know, like a jungle. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> he loves the jungle. Yeah. He likes to get in there with the machete. Do you guys really care that much if it's all maintained and upkept? Because I don't know how to do it very well. And it's hard. Well, gross. it depends. Can it, we it delete, depends on the delete, delete, delete? <laughs> That's so gross. That whole segment? Yeah, Let's just delete gross. the whole segment. I think it's out there already, although no one's helping me. Anyway, so that was that was my uh, my week. It goes on to say that oh, humans love rat or uh, rats love humans. The smell of a human is like home to a rat. What? <laughs> That's what it goes on to say. What? They're urban animals. They're raised around humans. They love the smell of humans. No wonder he was so happy in my home. Yeah. And having uh, going in a circle like he's on a ride on happy a carnival and horny ride. Happy at your home. <laughs> happy and horny? What do you mean he's humping my wife now? The, no, the rat is. Put, I don't know the oh, smell, oh, the, the fumes from the pubics. You had to go there. I did chest hair too, Sarah. Okay, I might have even pulled an ear hair out. So I don't. I don't. What so eats Apparently, rats? that does. That's not good. Then. And the animal. What? Eats I will rats also tell you. I peed outside. I pee outside. So you are I not mark, doing. I mark my humans. territory. That might help. I don't know. Yeah, I hope my neighbors aren't listening to this. Seriously, can you imagine now at two o'clock in the morning? There's about three homes that can see into our backyard. They're gonna be up on ladders. He really is doing that. Yeah. He's taking. He's. He has little scissors. <laughs> do you like mice? And now he's peeing. Do you like mice? Can you deal with mice? I'm all right with mice. Well, I'm not. With don't anymore. love. Don't love. Not a love situation, but definitely a mouse. You know, I grew up with a lot of mice. Not in my home, like on Walt Disney. You can't miss it. Yeah. But so that's those are my, so that's okay. I'm all right with that. But rats, there there aren't a lot of rats. Uh, you know, even cartoon characters, hmm. they're always bad. Yeah. So yeah. I think that got inside of my brain into my consciousness that these are. They're like bad and they're disgusting and they're rudents. And I don't like have a bad rap. They do have a bad rap. Yeah, it's the rabies thing, I think. Really? Which, yeah, wild rats. Like even I'd be a little freaked out by your rats. But they do make great pets. Well, to me, I could, I might be able to deal with them if they left my tomatoes alone. Mm -hmm. I actually might be able to coexist. But don't you take my tomatoes? If I was a neighbor, I'd take a BB gun to them. Yeah. Or or throw pubic hair on them. Whatever <laughs> whatever it takes. Don't take my tomatoes. I was so proud of this. I have huge tomatoes and peppers. They're leaving my peppers alone, fortunately. How do you know it's not a possum, too? Oh. Do you like possums? Possums no. creep me out, that, too. Possums and raccoons. Like they're straight big. from hell. And ra yeah. raccoons are not such a pleasant they're thing. They're scary, too. I don't like them, either. I went after one, and they are brave. They yeah. are. Yeah. They do not take anything from anybody. I yeah. went after him. It was so funny. I talk about Mary Poppins. I didn't know what to do. I and he was right at my front door, and I and I was go Shh, get out of here. I was trying to go Shh, sh you know, like some make some intimidating noise, <laughs> but that's not very intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
The thing's looking at me going, what are you looking at? What are you trying? He will not budge. And then I took my umbrella like I was going to poke uh. him. I go, <laughs> son of a... I'm going like this with my umbrella. And then it pops open. So now I'm Mary Poppins trying to intimidate him with an open umbrella. Go away. Or I'll fly. a spoonful of sugar in the other hand. Of sugar makes, makes the raccoon go away. So <laughs> I'm, I had, a, I had a, a little face-to-face with a raccoon. Yeah. And they have no... I ended up just leaving. I left the umbrella outside. No here, fear. here, in case it rains, Mr. Raccoon, you can have an umbrella. <laughs> I'm out of here. I didn't even bother with them. So it could be raccoons. It could I be possums. You? They're the other ones that are very ugly, and you can't tell if they're dead. Yeah. You go, are you dead or you just play it? Can I tell you a raccoon it? story really quick? Yeah, absolutely. I lived in uh, Los Feliz where they, like, they, I, I've seen so many raccoons in Los Feliz. I lived in this. We had a fig tree, avocado trees, all these kind of trees. And I had this friend, Jen, you know, Jen. Yeah. She, uh, she lived there too. And she was like a wild country girl. But she's telling me about how she saw these, like, these, uh, skunks and their little kids walk across and the raccoons and they would come up to the window and perch and say hi. And she'd talk to them <laughs> as she was cooking dinner. And I, and possums would come and just like, lay down and play dead in our backyard and it was and we had this one cat that we were looking after and it scared the crap out of me so one night i see this thing trying to get through my window like trying to get through my window at night and i was sleeping and i i'm like like in my pajamas i like i jump up on the bed and i just start screaming bloody murder like oh my like screaming and my roommate Jen comes in and is like are you okay who's in the house somebody raping you and I'm like <laughs> and it, then this and then our little cat just like pops through the window and just comes in it wasn't even a fucking raccoon but that's how scared I get of animals like oh, wild was a animals. cat no yeah it was a stupid knocking cat. on the door like hey I want to get in I never that's an but amazing will, to feed me. yeah they will you come are... into the house it's because that stuff scares me so bad wild I just don't do animals I can't and that makes me feel like a like a bad human being because I'm like I can't I don't like animals they're as sweet like as no animals. Mrs. Doolittle is <laughs> no I, I think you should shoot them with BB guns I don't care wow so you were down with that idea oh my god I think shoot them shoot them because they are so scary to me yeah they just you make know, my a lot, insides there's a lot of turn. people out there listening that are very upset with us you do know that right I, I like raccoons Listen, I like rats we are yes, <laughs> so Joel is one third of the show Okay, yep. and so one third of the show says are pro rat, mm-hmm. and two thirds are not. Okay, now we're not of uh, the uh, <laughs> so you're pro rat. Mm-hmm. We are not. Uh, you know what's the opposite of that? We're, we're anti rat, but we're yeah. we're just looking for an alternative. Yeah, we don't want to give them the death penalty. If it's a freedom thing, if you want to come over to my place, just get rid of them. We can't coexist with the rats. Yeah, do you understand that? Okay, Peta. <laughs> I do think if it's there's nice. PETA people out there, I know there's a lot of people. As a matter of fact, I look at some of these posts on Facebook, and it's unbelievable the amount of animals that are posted. Like oh, just yeah. ani- pictures of animals oh, all the right, time. Yeah. Now I'm a people person. I love animals, but they're animals, okay? I mean, they don't they, need their own page. Yeah, they have pages, and they get likes and comments and everything. It's over an animal. Come on, we've got civil rights going on. We've got issues. You know, we're, we have the poverty of, of real people. You know, come on. Do you think you can tell? Am I wrong about thinking that like no, that? It's like, you no. know, in the hierarchy of life, come on. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's really give it up for the humans. And let's say you just spend 24 hours a day, right? And you make, I'd say make 23 and a half of those about humans. Okay, make make all your life about humans and human interest and helping people. And then, you know, 30 seconds on an animal. (laughs) Is that a good ratio? 
Oh, people are going to be pissed, but do you think... I don't care. I don't care. It's just my feelings. I just have, Why are they pissed at me for loving humans? I love human beings, and I love animals. Don't get me wrong. I don't dislike animals. I just think there's an anarchy in life. I don't and really I also like have, animals. I have, a, I, have a, I have a belief. I, really, I have a belief on animals too. But do you think because people, people are like, really going to hate this? Oh, what? See if you agree with me, mm-hmm. okay? Which I think you might, because you're you're sort of anti-animals. I love animals, but not to that degree. I think that it's people that have a hard time. The, the real animal people. Uh-huh. They're, they're autistic. Real, they're all about. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was I'm Sarah Sweet. I, my voice is not that high in case you're listening. I had nothing to say. You guys, about I love that. you. I'm just kidding. My theory is that it's people that have a hard time with human beings. So now they have an animal that they can basically control. Yeah, autistic people. <laughs> I didn't say they're autistic, for God's sake. You don't have to put a label on them. I just think that people, if, you're, if that's your, if, that, if, if it's animals above. Like, I, I, I noticed one time, you know, a whale, like, washes up. Uh-huh. I, that's an awful thing. And yeah. I believe that we should help the whale. Yeah. But really, 900 people, 24-hour watch? What if some of those people help some homeless? That's, yeah. that's always where I go. I go, yeah, you got some other issues here before that one. Yeah. That's what I always think. Now, listen. A drifter I, washes up I'm, and no one wants to touch him. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> They'll walk over the drifter to get to the whale. Yeah. The That's whole true. crew will step on the drifter and say, can you get out of the way? We got whales to de- deal yeah. with here. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what I have a problem with. Now, I don't have a problem with <laughs> if that's your choice. And it is a choice. Okay. I'm not knocking you. It's just that I don't get it. Perhaps you can call me and enlighten me. Always willing to be enlightened and listen to the other side. Sure. I just gave my side. You can always call us. And I want to know, am I a bad human know. being because I don't connect with animals? Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people say that. Like, they're like, oh, my God, my if she doesn't like dogs, like, she must, like, have a shady part of her personality. <laughs> like, they don't you hear that? Have you guys ever heard that, Joel? Uh, like, where if you don't. Well, they might not- think that because you're calling them autistic if they don't, you know. Hey, you know what? Controversy gets ratings. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> no, I don't. So we're know. bringing some today because yeah. I know there's a lot of animal, animal, animal rights people. Which I believe in animal rights, and I don't believe in stepping on your dog or no, doing no, no. bad things and all that. But I just think, in a priority sense, go for don't step on a drifter. That's that's. Can we sum that whole segment <laughs> up with don't step on a drifter? <laughs> I don't even like drifters, so maybe. You don't like oh, drifters. Wow. Maybe I just don't like the, I don't know. Look, that, that drifter and whoever you think is your enemy, whoever you think is evil, was once a little child. I didn't an mean innocent that child. That's what I always believed. They were an innocent <laughs> child at one time. Yes, you do. <laughs> Truth always comes out on our show. I think it's great. Anyway, we have uh, Rondell Sheridan's coming, uh, not in this uh, half hour, but the following hour, Rondell will be in here. Really funny guy. And, uh, we'll, and we'll get deep, of course. That's what we do here on Laugh It Off, and we'll laugh it off. And all of you animal rights activists out there that want to say something, 888-520-4374, direct it right at Sarah Sweet, because she went much further than I did. Uh, And we're coming back. We're going to take a little break. Uh, See you in a little bit. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. The Kings can wear their crown. The 
Stanley Cup comes to Los Angeles for the first time ever. A Stanley Cup for the Los Angeles Kings. Own the 2012 NHL champs on Blu-ray combo pack and DVD. Justin Penner has sent the Kings to the final. Get exclusive Blu-ray content, including extended interviews and parade celebration. Experience the historical run. Own the official NHL Los Angeles Kings 2012 Stanley Cup champions on Blu-ray combo pack and DVD July. A great website if you are in the market for gift giving. Redenvelope.com. They over 300 unique and inspired new products, along with their classic favorites that are going to make gift giving very, very easy. All you have to do is go to Redenvelope.com, enter Heidi and Frank at the checkout, and save 20%. That's right.
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. You know, there's a thing called Evergreen. Have you ever heard about Evergreen? The city? Nope. The alcohol? Nope. Anybody else? Ever tree? Clear. That's ever clear. That's ever clear. Mm-hmm. Is that how you think? You go right to the alcohol? <laughs> Right to killing? She goes right to killing alcohol. I'm gonna have to, we're gonna have I've to got have a, a lot of growth in my life to do. Check back when I'm 60. <laughs> I'll be an awesome human being. <laughs> no, Evergreen is um, one of the reasons I don't like uh, in my stand-up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, one of the reasons I don't like. Um, keep guessing. One of the reasons I don't like in my stand-up or on this podcast, radio show, sorry. Webcast, <laughs> webcast. Uh, radio worth watching. One of the reasons I don't like to do current events is because it's not evergreen. Evergreen. It's uh, doesn't it's not everlasting. And then my stand up tells stories that are everlasting instead of doing uh, topical humor. Which I believe, just like animals, I love animals, I believe in topical humor. I just don't do it that much. Mm-hmm. I don't really uh and there's the reason, because I really think it should be evergreen. And you could uh, see the trees at any time. <laughs> have to wait for fall. You know. To, you oh, that makes sense because they oh, don't you just change. That? Yeah. yeah boom. <laughs> I was with you a while ago. Maybe I should have made it darker. You know those evergreens that have owls you can shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Sarah would have been engaged with that concept, but um, yeah. But I would like to talk about something that's uh, present and now in the news, and that's the Olympics. Okay. Uh, yeah, the 2016 Olympics we're talking about right now. What? Um, <laughs> trying to make it evergreen. Okay. Trying to make it evergreen. See, now you can watch it. Now you can watch this show in the next four years. And I'm talking about the, you know, you understand where I'm going here? Okay. Good. Yeah, I just love the uh, the son of Michael Phelps. He's awesome. Um, <laughs> so, no, I uh, I want to talk about the Olympics. I have not been getting into it. I haven't. I'm gonna be honest with you. There's two things that are going on in present day: the Mars landing. Yeah, I watched that. Me too. Okay, I'm glad to hear you did, because all right. So I'm gonna go old school now. We got some young people in the room here, and I will tell you the disappointment for me in both the Olympics. They are very related because both are from my childhood. Olympics, very clear memories of uh, Mark Spitz, uh, Bruce Jenner. And now Bruce Jenner is, uh, you know, they treat him like a beeper on the Kardashians. This is, this is one of the, one of the greatest one of the greatest uh, athletes in history, and in my history, he was the greatest athlete. And now they they basically say, yeah, where's our groceries <laughs> yeah. to this guy? You know, and that's how they. I watched the show once. I couldn't even believe what I was seeing. So, uh, it, you know, I'll never forget him with the flag and you know running around with the flag, and it just really meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. And same with the victories. There was a, there was a um, against the Russians. Okay, yeah, yeah. so against the Russians in 1980, that was a big thing for me as well. And they had Miracle on Ice. It can't be uh, you know humdinger on the hardwood now because <laughs> because they're going against pro athletes. It's all yeah. pros. These guys are. You know, I so I'm so much behind them. When you see, there was this runner named Dave Waddle. I love this guy, and he wore a hat, and the hat was like this this crappy hat, and I loved it. You know, because he bought the hat himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't sponsored. He didn't have sponsor logos on it. So I got behind that. I actually got behind other athletes from other countries mm-hmm. because of what you know they're running in bare feet. You know, this is what I get behind. I get behind underdogs. I can't. I can't say, 
Way to go, Kobe. Way to go. Way to go, Kobe. God, you suffered through. Right. How did you? Oh, geez, you brought us a gold, Kobe and LeBron. That's fantastic. Yeah, they're just kind of making can't, fools out of everyone, aren't they? I can't. No. What do you no, mean? No. Someone almost. Someone. So they're like, pro athletes. Like they're trained. They're trained in different ways than the guys that were trained that you're talking about. Like that kind of stuff. No, or no. that they're sponsored. It was only amateur athletes. They didn't even get a dime from anyone. Now. The people now, other communist countries is when I was growing up, which made you want to beat their ass even more. They played with the system a little bit and they paid them through having them be in the army. So it'd be like uh, a sergeant in the Russian army would be their sprinter. And then, and half of the women were really men. Okay. <laughs> they were hammer throwers and stuff. <laughs> You know, they, they but you loved when you beat them because now you're the underdog and you're going against them who are bucking the system. But we're really bucking the system when we're using millions and millions of dollars that could Kobe and LeBron, if they took their money, right, and put it together, what they make per year, it would be the gross national product of half of the countries they're playing. Yeah. Okay? Right. So I'm not gonna go, Yay, they beat Tunisia. Kick their <laughs> ass, those Tunisians. <laughs> oh, way to go. I'm not getting behind it. I'm rooting for Tunisia. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Call me an ex-patriot. I'm rooting for Tunisia. Yeah. I want these little guys to win. Yeah. That's 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 what makes it for me, the sports. You can call me anytime if you want to complain at me. <laughs> Do you feel that way about, let's say, the women's gymnastics? Women's gymnastics? I no, love that. I don't. And mm -hmm. I'll tell you why. They're not as rich or as sponsored. They still 15. are. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Dealing with a whole other issue now. They have a shelf life of 20. Seriously. Speaking of that, I, I they're also abused. A lot of them are abused. And there's a great piece on uh, sports. That's which, dark. Dude, what, tell what, me more. Which I, I watched the other day. It was an amazing piece. I, I love this show. It's called Real Sports with Brian Gumbel. Brian Gumbel, he's not the reason it's so good. He's hysterical. He just sits there in a chair and goes, this is what's next. And then he hands it over to a reporter <laughs> and does all the work. It's like, oh, wow. And he always acts like he's reading the pa his papers. Yeah, he's got a teleprompter, and he always someone is introducing, <laughs> yeah. and, and he'll put the glasses on the end of his nose like he's an intellect. He is a smart guy, but still, let's not pretend, okay? Yeah. Let's be authentic here, Brian. You're not doing these pieces. <laughs> Once in a while, they send him on the road, where he, you know, interviews someone that he likes. You are no Hugh Hauser. So he introduces <laughs> this piece the other day. There's a girl. Dominic Muriso. Do you remember it? Dominique Muriso? I'm not pronouncing it correctly. It's a it's a uh, Romanian name. Yeah, I remember okay. her. You remember her, yeah. Dominique? She was in the '96 Olympics. Yeah, Dominic black hair, right? Yeah, dark hair, mm -hmm. little cute, little fourteen years old, yeah. right? And uh, Bella Caroli was the coach. Yeah, yeah, you remember? Yeah, remember? And then Carrie Strug oh, with the yeah, yeah. yeah where she got her ankle, the, the her, wounded yeah. bird, and he yeah. carries her off. That yeah. was all that stuff was going on. Okay, yeah. what's what you're not seeing? You're seeing all that. You're not seeing the abuse that takes place with these kids. So she was apparently being abused by her father, okay, who was saying, you know, I was a, a Romanian gymnast, now I'm an American, you're going to be a gold medal winner. Uh -huh. And he would slap her in the face if she gained weight and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm. There's a girl in, I think, Ohio or Illinois or something like that, and she's in, and that is her goal is to be the next Dominique Murasso, right, or whatever her name is, somebody, Murasso, whatever it is. Okay, so she wants to be Dominique. She's got posters. That's her motivation. But this girl was adopted by a family in Illinois, and she has no legs. Oh, I saw the promo. For she, this. she has no legs. She was um, a, she was left stranded basically at the hospital, and said, "Here, take her. We're, we're not interested in her." So her goal is to be the next Dominique. 
She she just loves her posters everywhere, and she becomes an amazing gymnast with no legs. Wow. Champion. Mm-hmm. And then they'll say to her, in the disabled category? And she goes, no. They don't have a disabled gymnast. You know, they, they, she goes, yeah. I, she beats competitors with no legs. She's tumbling. She's amazing. Okay, since she was born, she has this drive. She's going to be a gold medal winner like Dominique. And it turns out they're watching, and Dominique is her sister. <gasps> what? Isn't that unbelievable? Didn't that give you chills? Wow. Yeah. How she it looks like her. That's that's those Are parents, the abusive parents that they cut to in 96 or cutting to them in, in, the, in the stands. They cut to them in the stands, and it's them. And they're the parents that left her at the hospital, and these people adopted her, and they became her parents, and she has no bitterness whatsoever. She's the most amazing human being, and now she's connected with her sister and another sister they kept as well. Oh, my god! Isn't that an amazing story? So they, her parents threw her out because they felt she was broken, not going to be able to... Yeah, she had no legs, and yeah. she ends up being amazing and an amazing spirit. And by the way, Dominique also divorced her parents. She became an That's emancipated right. minor That's at 16 right. years old because she doesn't want the abuse anymore. So this girl knew that was her family or... Never knew her until she was 16 years old. Her she whole life. To be a she just wanted to be Dominique, wanted to be a gymnast, and it turns out she wanted to be her sister. Wow. That's an amazing <laughs> story. That's an amazing story. Now that's something, you know, that... I can get behind because yeah. it's amateur. It's 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 not dealing with money, and you know, even Dominique in those days. Well, she didn't make money either. She makes a little bit, but but that's what I get behind. I get behind those human interest stories. Wow. I can't get behind, uh, you know, uh, you know the poor uh, poor Michael Phelps. He, you know, he can't go on or Lochte or whatever. He can't go. He has to have one night stands. He can't go on dates. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, whatever. They're sponsored. I, I, you know, but swimmers, I'm all right with that a little bit. Sprinters as well. But it's a basketball especially. It's hard to know where to draw the line. Because yeah. now they all are professionals in that they are sponsored. And they are, like, that's why they had to kind of finally let it go with the professionals. Because they're like, well, they're all sort of professionals. Draw, I, I just say draw the line and keep it all amateur. Keep it all yeah. amateur. But you know? then what if you just have what? like a rich family and it's like, well, they're amateurs, but okay. this kid can afford. That's fine. Of course we can live with that. Yeah. that that's, that's way fine. You know, that's, you know that, that's the way life is sometimes. But really, if you're going to level the playing field, you can't have multimillionaires. Yeah. Multimillionaires that – did you know that after the basketball the other game the other day, the guy goes up to Kobe and got his autograph or he just got his ass kicked <laughs> by 50 points? Oh, my God. Get his autograph yeah. because he's a world-renowned star. I mean, yeah. this is going to get me my gold medal for the United States. I feel like a bully. Yeah. And I grew up being bullied. You know, I grew up with no money. So maybe that's why I, where my heart goes. My heart goes to the people that are still being bullied. Yeah. These countries that are going against these, we're bullies in the United States. Many times we are. Sometimes we're not. And I can get behind the pride in that. Yeah. You know, but I can't get behind this. Nothing funny about this. No, but it's say. so interesting. I will tell you also, I do, yeah. I, I also had a thing. I watched a little bit the other day. I relate to the people who, who come in last. <laughs> in first, they're still Olympians. Exactly, they're still Olympians. And what did it take to get there? Like, there's this one the other day. This heptathlete, right? The hep- heptathlon, which that's a, a really grueling thing. And 
So this there's this Victor, and they you know show her, and oh my, oh my God, she, I'm I'm looking at the last place one. Hour. Look at that tall drink of water trying to come in fifth. <laughs> <laughs> the Norwegian. <laughs> I'm like I'm like liking her. I'm like my I gravitated towards her. She just she looked like a geek, you know. She's like six foot tall and just trying to keep up, and she's way behind. I'm going, come on, get that fifth. Yeah, you could get that fifth place. I'm like rooting her on. I could care less about the other, the first place. I shouldn't say care less, but I just relate to that more. Don't we all relate to people that lose yeah. more than we relate to people that win? No, I gravitate towards the winners. You gravitate towards the winners? Yeah, I like to watch. I'm like, yeah, but I understand logically. I know that we're all human beings. I have a question. Do you yeah. think that the Olympics is a positive thing? Like, but like it brings people together. Hang on one together? second. Hold that thought for one second. Jake, the green room is over there. That's where you want to take him. Rondell is here. Rondell is here, and he, he put him in a booth. You know, <laughs> you can't you can't put a big star in a booth. He's, he, they stuck him in a booth. Rondell is a, is a Rondell's actually pointing to his skin right now, saying it's a black thing. <laughs> so I do not want to make this a black thing, okay, Jake? You don't. You know, he's. He, he, listen, we've had other. We've had other African Americans on our show before. They did not get put in the booth, okay, Rondell? <laughs> oh, he's going to put him in the green room now. Oh, learning. Where it's nice and comfy. I'm sorry. I interrupted only because I was looking at in the other Rondell said he was staring at us through the window. <laughs> <laughs> he was staring at us through the window. I felt like a fish, first of all. And second of all, I felt bad. He's in the. Okay, so go ahead. Do you think that it it brings because the countries together where it's this great thing? I feel like it separates us more. The countries together where it's not like you know it's like hey we're number one. We still have to win. We have to beat the other countries. We have to show that we're the best. But isn't the whole goal is to be like hey we're all one now and we don't have to have that separation? Do you think it brings us together or separates us? Well, it's, that's, a, that's a very good question. Well, we've had cases in the past with protests and boycotts. Of 1980, we boycotted based on our separation. Because, mm -hmm. by the way, we didn't like that the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> and we end up invading Afghanistan, <laughs> Iraq. Yeah. It's, it's so hypocritical, these stances that we make. And I think uh, the Russians might have boycotted like 76 or something. I think they boycotted the 76 Olympics. I'm not really sure. But, um, yeah, there's a, there, the, the political, when that starts getting into it, but I think that it's not political when they're on that, when they're in that opening ceremonies. I think yeah. it's just a bunch of athletes mm -hmm. going, you know what it took to get here? And they're looking at one another. It's kind of like broadcasters. I, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of athletes, and they don't have a lot of respect for some of the broadcasters. They don't. Hmm. Because the broadcasters are basically, or not broadcasters, pundits. Uh, you know, the sports shows, uh -huh. they can't stand these guys because they're going, you don't know what it takes to do this. You're yeah. judging me. You know, I'm, I'm in that gym, you know, at four o'clock in the morning. Where were you? You know, where were you? You're, you're judging me. So I think once they're one on that opening ceremony, closing, closing ceremony, sharing that podium with one another, that's when they go, you're one of me and I'm one of you. And I think I think that's what happens. Hmm. I don't know. I. Like I said, I could never be one, so I relate more to the sixth place. Oh, we're getting a call. Thank goodness. I like when we get calls. Who wants to hear us all the time? Middle, <laughs> Middle one? Mm -hmm. How'd I do? Hello? Hey. Hey, who's this? It's Scott Miller. Hey, Craig. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing great. What's happening? You got uh, some perspective on this you want to give to us? I, I wanted to talk about this um, <laughs> Olympic event. They have... Um, 
a lot of events now in the Olympics that just shouldn't be there anymore. And they're not putting in some really good events that should be there. And especially like this thing with the horses, with the animals, I don't get why that's athletics. I don't get why these guys that, you know, dress up in the top hats and the velvet suits <laughs> sit on a horse and the horse prances and dances around and then they get a medal. And the horse maybe gets a little more alfalfa. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? To I... me, a little bit unfair. This and is... a little bit, you know, the rich people. You know, they go, hey, we, we want to be in the Olympics, too, but we don't want to do all the work. We'll let the animal do the work. This is a very good example of uh, somebody bringing perspective to our show. This is why we need more callers, because I had not thought of this. Joel brought up the thing about having rich parents, and that helps. And it definitely helps in this ridiculous sport. Yeah. And I'm in agreement with you. <laughs> Doesn't Mitt Romney's wife have a horse? Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A dressage? Is that what they call it? Dressage, whatever. Yeah, well, listen. Listen, and if you're out there and you're listening and you're one of those horse people, okay? <laughs> it's back to animals again. <laughs> I'm in agreement with Scott. I mean, really, it's the animal doing the work. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, you know, give the medal to a trainer or something in some other event. They already have horse events all the time. Go to the go to the Devon Horse Show outside of Philadelphia. It's fabulous. <laughs> and you can have all people that you know, and you can relate, and you can have medals. You can even make it a, a platinum medal, whatever you want to do. But don't put it in the Olympics. The Olympics are for – it's for – Listen, when they came up with the Olympics, when some naked guy was running with a torch from Greece to Rome or whatever it was, mm-hmm. right? He didn't have equipment. His yeah. balls are flapping up and down. He's, he's running up and down hills. That's raw. That's raw. Well, he That's... did have some equipment, uh, obviously. Yeah, well, he had a little equipment, but it wasn't sponsored. He didn't have to purchase it anywhere. Mm-hmm. They're wrestling naked. We should go back to that. <laughs> naked wrestling. That's more naked wrestling, yes. Because sponsored that. by Chick-fil-A. I think it would be fantastic. I would want, love to see that. But really, let's, let's make it raw again. Let's do some barefoot stuff. I run faster in bare feet. I'm like twice as fast in bare feet. It's unbelievable. I could go against Kip Kano or whoever. You, whoever you put hot coals, barefoot across hot coals. That's in, that's something. Well, now we're talking fear factor. <laughs> we can combine <laughs> yeah. fear factor with the Olympics. Well, but don't I mean, get really, start on fear factor. I I agree with you though. I I agree. It should just be natural. Yeah. You know, uh, real sports. If they're wrestling well, the horse, well, if it's for like the horse, man that's why horse. don't they have dog shows as part of the Olympics? Because it's the same thing. Whoa! Yeah, very good point. You come up with a lot of good points today, and I'm no, I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, enjoying. Who prances around more in a dog ring, but the, the handlers they prance around. The dogs just trying to keep up. <laughs> I must admit something, Scott. I'm enjoying this much more than uh, your nineteen thousand posts that you do in a row on our. <laughs> okay, this is. I'm getting much more of a kick because there's actually communication that we're having back and forth. Don't stop I that. Enjoy, though. I, like I enjoy that too. it too, and you, I just you, don't have the time to type up the setup that you give me. <laughs> <laughs> They're bullet points. Well, this is this is fantastic. Everything oh, I, I'm loving all of your points. Not that I want to agree with everyone, but I mean it's it's an interesting. Maybe other people can call in and and, and comment on. Do you really think that uh, training an animal to do the work for you is that something that's gold medal worthy? Are we behind that? You know, are we saying put that in our gold medal count? Is this the first year of that? What's that? I haven't noticed. No, it no, no. That's been this stuff's been thing. And steeple chases really and all that. I want to see a person steeple chase. They have that. They I know they do. People steeple chase. I know, but I only want to see the person. I don't want to see any other animals. And why just a horse? If you're going to go with it, you know, how about skunk hurdles? 
while you're at it. You know, I mean, just have a whole pet thing. Why don't they just make an animal Olympics? Right. Right. Isn't there one? Have an animal Olympics. Mm -hmm. But don't bring it over to, the to you know, this is what the person who was naked running from Greece to Rome or wherever they were running, they weren't thinking, I'm doing this for the, you know, so I can have dressage. <laughs> No, you're, it, 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 it's, it's supposed to be about the, something authentic, and that's real sports, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. I agree. Now, a, I lot, agree. a lot of people, all right, well, thank you so much, Scott, for calling. I appreciate your, your um, actually using the phone, okay? It's difficult. It's, they've got Is numbers it? and buttons, and, but I, <laughs> I trained. I trained, and I accomplished it today. Well, I appreciate your perspective. All right, thank you. But I do think you're right. You have a point that it's, if... You have to level the playing field. You know, if it's all about money and that you can't even compete unless you have a certain amount of status coming up, it's not about skill. You know, it's about training and whatever. I'm very I think, sensitive to it. I, yeah. I grew up poor. I used to think the word evict meant move. <laughs> I go, look, mommy, here's the eviction truck. And we move again. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have equipment for things. I remember getting my first glove. I put it on the wrong hand. I used to th throw it off really quick and it throw that hand because I, I only learned with a, a stick. It was called stick ball. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And we not only that we didn't use a whole ball. We used yeah. a half ball, a half ball, a half ball. <laughs> Took like the baseball? ball and sawed it in half. Doesn't a it unravel? No, no, not like that. A rubber ball. We oh. sawed it in half. Anyone from Philly can call in and, and and just back me up on this. It was a half ball and a stick because you didn't have much room either. We didn't have yards <laughs> and fields and stuff. We were in a city and you you played stick ball with a half ball and you hit it to old man Cataldi's awning and that was a double. <laughs> that's that's what you did. You, 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 the manhole cover was second base. This is how you rolled back then. So it was that all should be an Olympic sport. Stickball, half ball with awesome. a with a half ball. Yeah, that's exactly. We had a lot of those. We used to play chink. It was called chink. Oh Jesus! There's not a. Yeah, we what, are really... How's that game play? <laughs> what? Are you, oh, you think it's some racist thing? Well, it's... Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what it's. What are you talking? Like? <laughs> it had nothing to do with that. We weren't going. Hey, we weren't playing on top of a Chinese guy. It was just called chink. <laughs> a it, sound that it makes. The chink, exactly. You yeah. guys went right with the racist thing. I pictured some kind of mini stick ball with chopsticks. Maybe that one's not making a comeback. That and smear the queer went out. I think it could make a comeback <laughs> yeah. if you just have a new name for it. Well, no, my son plays it now, but he plays with a big ball, a big rubbery, fluffy ball. We play with a hard ball, and then when you lost, you played ass ball. You had to line up against, the, you had to line up oh, against yeah. the wall with your game. ass sticking out, yeah. and then they got a certain amount of paces back, and they threw it at you as hard as they could, and you made welts on your ass, so yeah. you really had to win. That's better than a gold medal. That's motivation. <laughs> I don't want to have ass ball. <laughs> Okay. Oh, guys are so interesting. <laughs> we are interesting, aren't yeah. we? We have a very interesting guy coming up. Let's talk about segways. Rondell Sheridan took him out of the booth, put him in the green room, and uh, he's coming up. Really funny guy, and has has a lot to say. With uh, we we have a lot we can relate to. Me mm -hmm. and Rondell, and I, I just love this guy. You'll you'll dig him too. Uh, coming up in the next hour, Rondell Sheridan on the Craig Shoemaker Laugh It Off Show with Sarah Sweet and Joel Geist. There you go. See you in a little bit. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Saturday night, August 25th. It's the hottest party to hit the West Valley since, well, ever. Heidi and Frank, after hours live at the Canyon Club. You're doing shows out in the garage? This is classy. <laughs> See Heidi, Frank, Smeeze, and their cast of characters doing their live stage show. You know I mean? There's nothing like watching water run down this body. <laughs> Plus, the Tasty Thieves will rock the house. I want to get away. 
Heidi and Frank, After Hours, live at the Canyon Club. Saturday night, August 25th. Doors open at 6, show starts at 7. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster or Canyon If you missed Lovitz and Slate. Listening to you for an hour, uh, for f- 40 minutes, I can't understand half of what you're saying. Because you don't listen. Because you're busy eating I cupcakes. I listen. You you're slur everything. You're busy looking at your phone and, and eating cupcakes. Okay, I'm going to imitate you. Tell me what I'm saying. This is exactly what you sound like. I'm obviously talking to John Lovitz. And things about the Mexican, Asian, the Slacks, the Black, okay, right? Asian, the driver, women. You know this one. Anyway, it says, huh? <laughs> what is that? What's this said? What? Bobby Satan's gay! <laughs> Actually, that is what I said. Lovitz and Slayton, Tuesdays at noon Pacific, only on the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. Stamps.com is a quick and easy way to get postage. Never go to the post office again. Go to Stamps.com, but before you do anything else, you click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in HF to get a very, very special offer for our listeners. That's Stamps.com.
Studios Hollywood in beautiful Los Angeles, California. ToadHopNetwork.com. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Boom. A lot of times I, I know the guest that we've had so far. And I, I've known this guy for a very long time, so I'm excited about that. But even if you know someone, you still have to read their bio. Yeah. Okay, and find out a little more. And I found out we have oodles in common. Craig Shoemaker and Rondell Sheridan. You know what we have in common? We have Carol Burnett in common, Dave Chappelle in common. Uh, both grew up with a fatherless, fatherless, single mom. We both grew up uh, poor and had to work our way through. You were fat, I was skinny. That's a little different. <laughs> I'll trade you. <laughs> African American, I have that in common. <laughs> Look, we all originated in Africa. Can we get down to that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, so theory has it that we I think all she's originate. fighting that theory. She's really fighting. She was the one white chick running around going, "Where's my other people? Where's my people?" <laughs> <laughs> so we have that in common. So Rondell Sheridan, so good to have you. Here. Thank you, man. And I'm thank, glad. Thank to get, you. Thank you. We thank got you out of that booth over there. You know what? I can't tell how we knew each. It's like a weird. It's like a weird thing. Like, like if there was an apocalypse tomorrow, and <laughs> yeah. like, and like a year later, we wind up in a cave somewhere, some far ends of the world. We would just look at each other and go, "Hey, what's up, man?" You know, <laughs> it would be like that. Going, well, how do you know him? I. Don't I, know the first time. Like I, I do. No, do I you? Do. I, I don't. Maybe not the first, but I can definitely identify it. Nineteen eighty-five. Um, do you remember the days when we go outside of the improv and some guy with a car, some guy with a car would take you to a Jerry? So we Stanley knew each other gig. in New York. See, I didn't know if it was yeah. New York or if we were doing colleges. I didn't know which one. Well, we did all of these things, but it was basically all of a sudden we're in the back of a car going, "I'm Rondell, I'm Craig." Oh my god! And that's what it was. And uh, that, by the way, we were talking earlier about the Olympics and and the rich kids, right? Mm -hmm. The rich kids always had an advantage. Well, rich kids have an advantage in comedy. If you have a car, you got a car. job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got an extra 50 bucks. You got an extra 50 bucks for the car. That's it. And, and they gave him gas money, and yep. you got a set money. You got your set money. And you could stink on stage, yep. of which but we have a had, long list. But you had a car. You had a car? It didn't matter. You have a job. There you go. You have a job in comedy. There it doesn't pay like the Olympics pays. but no. the. But yeah, so that's that's how we started in, uh, doing those gigs. And then we just keep running into each other. How long were you in New York? Uh, I was in and out of New York. I, I made a mistake. When I moved there, I thought, I'm from Philadelphia, and then I eventually moved to the suburbs, uh -huh. of which it was a little commute. It was a 20-minute train ride for 50 cents, right? So when I moved there, I said, I don't want to live in a city. It's too intimidating. It's too expensive, and you got to live with people you don't want to live with. So I moved to Long Island. And that was a mistake. It's like two hours, and it costs like, it costs like 90 bucks a round trip to get to work. So I, that was a big mistake I made. So I was in Long Island for a little while. I did try the city yeah. on the corner of Crack and Homeless there. <laughs> and that was, that was not happening for me. <laughs> and uh, so we would run into each other there and, you know, through all of the years. But uh, we do have a lot in common. One of the things that you share, which is one of the reasons you're on our show, is we, we really do like to help people. And that's yeah. been one of your pay it forwards. And you remember the people. And I just had this discussion yesterday with someone. Uh, this big manager, I went to his house yesterday, mm -hmm. and he completely does not jive with this theory of helping one another. 
He goes, well, why do you think they should help you? Because I, I have a little list of people that I've helped in the past, and I don't even hear from them anymore. Mm -hmm. What is your theory on that? If you don't hear from someone you helped, not that you're doing it for that oh, no, reason. No, 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 no. You got to do. Here's 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 my part of my that theory. You have to unequivocally help someone without a payback. That's what he said. You you have to. If you're helping someone and you want something from it, then, okay, then you're a dick. Good. Then you're then you're paying back because you want something. You anyone, can't. Anyone just hear that he called me a dick? <laughs> can anyone yeah. hear this? Okay. Can I qualify this? Okay. Okay. I have friends. <laughs> from kindergarten uh -huh. to this day i expect nothing from them but i also expect that to carry over to hollywood was it's just friends and you just are fr your friends for a, a eternity for a lifetime if they indeed are your friends in helping your friends no matter how it manifests itself it could be like here's a couple bucks or here i'll help you with your lawn or help you get rid of rats whatever it is uh, and you just, it's just, it's that connection, but the connection in Hollywood, it stops once they have used you up. Because the, going back to the apocalypse theory, yeah. the Hollywood is a huge apocalypse. Four people have guns, two have cars, and the rest of you have a cheese wheel. And you're hoping to hook up with a guy who's got a gun and a car to help you move on. But everybody else has cheese wheels, <laughs> so they can't help you. You're like, dude, can you help me? No, I just got a block of cheese. What do you got? I got a block of cheese. Well, forget you. I'll talk to you later. I've known you since 85. Not a word that I understand. There you go. <laughs> Everybody's looking out for themselves. That's what I'm saying. And there's very few. Let okay. me t let me, so now you're back jived with what I'm saying. Let me tell uh, more, you. More or less. Mine okay. got started. I think I was always that nice guy. Right. Um, mine got started when I came out in 1990 uh, for a look around. And, um, in Hollywood. In Hollywood. And I ran into George Wallace. And I don't, I don't think I'd open for George, like a Caroline's in New York, but I knew George Wallace. George is like a big deal. He's a big star and always has been, and a really great guy. Huge great guy. Yes, exactly. So one day I'm at the Improv, and uh, my goal for coming out was to do Evening at the Improv. That was my goal. I wanted right. to do Evening at the Improv. Hot and, show back then. Yeah, oh, huge. That was and, your credit. I, and yeah. I, I didn't have a manager, and I'm the worst people person, because I go back to, I don't like to suck up to people. I'm it with you. It bugs me. Another I'm thing, not that yeah. guy. Right. I'll, I'll finish remember the set. table. Remember the table at the Improv? You had to be invited over to the, the table. <laughs> It was and like you know it was what? like the table, it, and that's not my table. It was, sometimes it was the boringest table in the world. Of course it was. it was. It was like the people you wanted to hang out with were the people in the back by the kitchen. That's where you wanted to hang so out. So I'm in the back in the kitchen too. There you go. But you but you advance further though if you go to the table that you get invited to. So I'm there, and uh, I see uh, George, and George and I are talking, and somehow or another I say, "I hey, I really want to do." Even at the improv, and he goes, "Do you know Ross?" And I go, "No, I know Ross is the guy." And he goes, "I'll, I'll introduce you at some point." So Ross is the owner's son, right? Yeah. So we're talking and doing stuff, and Ross comes out. I don't know Ross from Adam, but uh, Bud knew me because I started the improv in L.A. Conversation back, back and forth. So um, Bud, uh, 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 George says to Ross, "Hey." Um, Rondell hasn't done Evening at the Improv. He should do Evening at the Improv. And Ross goes, oh, okay, yeah, cool, all right. So Ross walks away, and so I say to George, I go, hey, man, thanks a lot for helping me out. I said, and I've always said this, if I walk up somebody and ask to do their show, I will always say, let's say you got a show that you have comics mm -hmm. on, and I'll say, hey, Craig, um, can I um, uh, let me know 
when you're having auditions, mm-hmm. so I can go. And I'll say this today with who I am. Right, right. I'll say you're not, you're, you don't want to, you know, freebie. I, you don't want to earn it. I can right. set up, and I'll work for my supper. This has to do with the way you were brought yes. up. Yes, right. This, this is our work ethic. So yeah, I we don't tell, want anything I for tell free. George, I go, man, thanks for the hookup. Let me know. Give me an address where I can send a tape or something. And George goes, tape for what? Now I'm thinking George is being a dick and just backing out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking you're backing out. And George goes, tape for what? And I go, dude, to do even a damn problem. He goes, no, 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 you're already on. Mm-hmm. The conversation he had with Ross was less than 10 seconds. Right. You're and putting go, this guy on. And I go, what are you talking about? And George goes, if I tell Ross you're on the show, you're mm-hmm. on the show. Right. And the expression, oh, you're rolling like that, did not exist mm-hmm. in 1991. Because mm-hmm. I would have said, dude, you're rolling like that? You just pick people? But that was it, and that was it. And so I said to George, I go, what do I owe you? And George said, just do a favor for another comic. And his words were, do a favor for another comic that doesn't cost you anything. Mm-hmm. Forget some favor that costs you something. Right. Just a favor that just a favor that you do for another comic. Well, just stand for yeah. someone. Yep. Just say, listen, this is. And by, by the way, we now have earned the respect where we can go up to people and use that kind of power and say, yeah. I get behind people all the time. I go, no, don't look at anybody else. This is who you're putting on. Yeah. And yeah. it's as simple as that. Yeah. So what was your response in '91? What was uh, the hey go all Energizer Bunny? I don't know what was supposed to happen if <laughs> you didn't roll, roll like that. that. What oh, was, I was the just expression? Impressed. I was like, "You got that much clout? Wow!" I didn't, you know, I didn't realize at the 1990 how big George was and how much pull that yeah. George had on. Well, uh, well, we do, and you know, and now you have. I see in the bio that Dave Chappelle, you did, that you paid it forward basically to Dave Chappelle. I want to tell you that years before that, I did. I was the first comic that he opened for at 14 years old, 13 or 14 years old, oh in Washington, D.C., where he was. Oh my god! And I said, "You want to go up?" And he goes up. And now when I run into him, it's always you know. Hey, good to see you. I always remember that. He always remembers that. He hasn't put me on a show, but that's okay. I don't have any I have zero resentment on that one. Sure. <laughs> I had this talk, though, with this manager yesterday, but he, it, see, I guess there's something in between what we're saying. Uh-huh. I'm saying that there's, there's something to be said about friendships, and it's not like you, it's not like I do favors for someone without the talent. I wouldn't go extend myself and no, say, yeah. Give this guy a chance. You know, he sucks, but that's okay. He's my friend. No, it's like people that are talented, and I would imagine I'm talented. Mm-hmm. So if somebody had an opportunity to say something or put in a word for me, I would think they would do that. But doesn't it? Whoopi Goldberg did it for me. She's done it. She's extended herself to the point where she says, I'll quit if you don't put them on. So she's wow. the one person. That's in, cool. But I have nothing to give back to her. <laughs> she doesn't potato chips. <laughs> if I barbecue potato chips, if I ever meet Whoopi, <laughs> the thing I know is that she loves barbecue potato chips, and I love barbecue potato chips. <laughs> so if I ever do the feud before I go, I'm getting my friends from Chicago, because Chicago has the best Jay's potato chip, hot stuff potato chips. They're yeah. my favorite. And you can order them online, but I don't, because I'd be 900 pounds. <laughs> They're the best hot barbecue potato chips ever in the world. Well, you'd be 450 pounds if you gave half. Them the Whoopi. There you go. Okay, I so, do that. so so now so Whoopi, that would be the, what I should give to her. Yeah, I've given right. her gifts. It's I've always given the her little gifts. things. People like before years ago, I I I was a photographer. Still am a photographer, but I was really a photographer for a bunch of years. And uh, I remember a couple of um uh, for Christmas when you give away, you each have a person, a Secret Santa. I would tell people, buy me twenty dollars worth of AA batteries. Like you had a twenty dollar limit. Yeah, and I go. I know you're my secret Santa. Buy me twenty dollars. Because you need it. And they think it was a joke. They go, no, no, no. Do you know how much I go through AA batteries right. like water? I go, so when a person's got bazillion bucks, 
you can't buy them dinner. You can't buy them. No. But the little thing that they like, right. do that. And you're like, dude, you're the guy that bought me double batteries when I need to double I'm going to do that for Whoopi. I'm going to go yeah. find uh, some strange cigarettes from Biafra or something. Yeah, I'm telling you, you'd be she, better she off likes with a sort of bag of I brought, her ba- I brought her a pack of cigarettes last there time you. I saw her. We don't have an apartment. She does like to smoke. <laughs> it's, it, it, so, the only thing I know about Whoopi, I know a lot. Yeah. Uh, she wears no bra. Uh huh. I know likes that. Smoke. I, I know. I went for a she few. She likes barbecue cigarettes. <laughs> I mean, barbecue. <laughs> That's what I should get. Barbecue those. cigarettes. <laughs> and she farts a lot. Those are the four <laughs> things that I know only By the way, from watching the View. Oh, really? Only from watching the View. Do you I know, know that's actually how she got her name? Her name initially was Whoopi Kushan. Oh, did you know that yeah, it was yeah. Whoopi Kushan? Yeah. You know her real name. Her, her real name is uh, is what? actually Goldberg. Yeah, her real and name is uh, Karen Goldberg. Jude, Ga- it's Karen, Karen Goldberg. Karen, yes, go. with a yeah. Y. What? And yeah, uh, yeah so uh, you know my goal in life. You know your 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 goals. Evening. Mine was Hollywood Squares uh-huh. because I grew up watching it. I bonded with. My, that's how we bonded. Is you know kids on a little black and white television. Oh, yeah. No money. Hollywood Squares. We laugh. I could tell you every character that was ever on there, but my goal was not only to be the center square, but I wanted Paul Lynn to be my father, and we would share the square it was just, and fix him up with my mother, and that was my goal, right? So here's, I, uh, The thing I always think about Paul Lynn is, as a kid, I had no idea what gay was. <laughs> I knew you call somebody a homo, but you didn't know. No. And to have no clue anything about Paul Lynn, I just thought he was crazy and funny. Yeah. But your parents would all go, yeah, you can't spend the weekend with Paul Lynn. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you just can't spend the weekend with different Paul pa- Lynn. Different parents then, because my mom actually thought he was attractive and wondered why he was single. My mom is completely in denial with that stuff. She thought Liberace was just, quote, flamboyant. Oh my, God. my mom did not Even understand. Even I knew about Liberace by then. She, we have two aunts that are nuns. She just thinks they're asexual. She's got a th- spinsters. That's another word. It's, it's, it's just denial of gay. Okay, that's, that's the way my mom is. So I was ended up and on, it was in Hollywood Square. Again, she made a stand. You're putting Shoemaker on that on that show. I was on 75 episodes and I was every square. 75. I was oh yeah, I was um I was Waylon and Madam, I was Rose Marie, I was Jan Murray. That was really good. I was all of those squares except the center square cuz that was her square. Yeah. So she used to let me visit the square and sit there and live my dream on the commercial breaks. And I would go in there, and sure enough, she farted every single time. She goes, how do you like that, shoemaker? That's how I got my name. I remember. (laughs) And she would waft it over with her hand and all that kind of stuff. This is what she does. That's how she rolls. But she's one of the greatest human beings. And by the way, also what I'm talking about, Uh she always remembers where she comes from. And she's a friend for life. You might, I might not talk to her for years. It doesn't yeah. matter. She's a friend for life. Same with my kindergarten friends. Same with my friends from ninth grade. Well, it doesn't matter. And that's, I guess, what I'm trying to say yesterday in the conversation, in this conversation, of which I think you call me a dick. Is that what he said? <laughs> You're a yes, dick? Yes, I did. I'll play it back in a second. <laughs> I don't expect anyone to do anything for me, but I do expect uh, – there's this guy I used to tour with, for instance, mm-hmm. and gave him a shot. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm not going to say his name. Let's call him uh, Tom. Okay, no, let's go to another name. Um, let's, 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 let's call him Brian. Okay, so my kids get to know Uncle. He's Uncle Brian. He's Uncle Brian for all these years. Right, he's hanging out. You know, you're part of my thing, and now he's completely gone. Never hear from him ever again. And now my kids are going. Where's Uncle Brian, the guy that you helped all along in his career? But it wasn't only helping his career. I was getting to know him as a family member. He's mm-hmm. a friend. So what do I say to my kids? Because they know that daddy's not that way. They see daddy with, last week I was in Jersey, 40 people showed up, old friends of mine, to my house in Jersey. 
And that's I loved it. And they watched me tell the old stories and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So it doesn't make any sense to me. It does. It doesn't feel organic to just move on once you've used the person for what you need them for. Yeah, but it sounds like he moved on, and it might have been he might not have been doing well. You know, we we have a we have a black me. expression that yeah. my money ain't right. So you're like, hey, you want to go out tonight? We go to the club. Nah, my my, my money ain't right. <laughs> so it just might have been his situation was so bad that he felt embarrassed being out with you. No, no. But see, I, you I, say that as a friend. I but see you where don't you're going with it. Embarrassed, he might have. I'm just saying it may be. That might be one of the choices. Yeah. I'm going to say that's not one of them. But <laughs> I can I can go with it. I like the expression I will use from now my on. Money right. I don't know if my it comes right, right out of me. Let me hear you say. My money ain't right. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did that on purpose. I went really white with it. I could go, my money ain't right. I, I could do it if I wanted to, but I, it doesn't look right coming out of me. <laughs> you went to boarding school. Now, that's one difference we do I went to a seminary. Have. Not just a boarding school. I went to a seminary. I have two friends that are priests. Yeah. I Still went to this way. day, and yeah. they remain your I friends. I would have went that way. If I was Methodist or Lutheran and I went to a seminary, I would have considered it. But, um, but because it was Catholic, you wouldn't. got in the way. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. That's a big. That's a big stopper. Yeah. yeah when you're when you're Don't 16, 17 years old, you're like, there's Jesus and girls. Yeah, I love you, Jesus, but I'm going over here. What about banging a couple nuns? Yeah, no, that would just. <laughs> no, it was, there was a boy seminary. There were no nuns. Were oh, there were no nuns. Priests and brothers. Okay, I always wonder yeah. about that. If the nuns are getting a little tapped on well, the I don't side. Know. No. Okay, so <laughs> know. you don't know. So you didn't make that happen. No. So you go to this uh, boarding school, and yeah. uh, did you learn something? You did, did you learn I comedy? Really Comedy, the roots. Uh, I was always that kid in, in grammar school that sat in the back of the class, that would uh -huh. be in the corner, had teachers throw erasers at me. We had a pod of kids. We had the desk. We had the coolest thing that we did. We had those desks that you could lift up. Yeah. They had a little thing. that So they had a hinge. They had a slot. A in hinge for storage space. So we would cut out little pieces of paper and draw faces on them and stick our hands on them <laughs> and make these little puppet shows in the class with the, oh, with the little thing that. on the desk. And the kids would be dying out laughing, and the teachers just knew. So you had a little puppet show going oh, back yeah, there. That was, your, that was, was your roots in comedy. Doing, I was doing everything I possibly could. Um, I was an idiot. I was. I was funny, but you don't right. know that you're funny. You just, you know, you had a couple of other guys. It was like three or four of us. And we didn't even band together. Nowadays, we'd all be wearing black and telling the really sarcastic stuff. No, we were just, <laughs> we were just, we were just four goofy guys. Well, now you're texting a puppet show. It doesn't yeah, have the no, same it's effect. completely different. Did you, uh, we used to have the desks that had a little inkwell in it. And I remember thinking how old school that how was. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought we were saying, I'll be 54. How old are you? No, I'm younger. No, I'm younger than you. But that's, inkwell? that's not the was point. Was there a feather? Was Ben Franklin in your class? What the hell? I was trying to say. I was trying to say that I remember those desks were left over from the other generation. I think how old they were. Now I'm not one of them. I wasn't using an inkwell. I said we had a hole, which I was going to tell you what oh we did with God. the hole. Did you get like a hammer and a chisel, and Moses was there, and you were like it's Flintstones? What seriously? You never had an inkwell? No. A desk. You said the hinge desk. Yeah. But Kids are looking at you right now, like you're ancient with yeah, the hinge well, at least desk. Yeah, I put stuff in. I didn't have to slide it underneath. I could open the friggin' desk and put it in. That's true. We did mm -hmm. have to slide. Yeah. We yeah. We had we had Black hinges. South Side of Chicago. We had better desks than you did. Well, well I was Philadelphia. Okay. Oh, hardcore man. Oh, <laughs> now we're going hardcore. And who had the inkwell? Like I had to suffer through the inkwell. I didn't use the inkwell. I just remember it was still there. Left over because they couldn't afford new desks. Was desk. it just a hole? It was. It was wood. A wood desk, and it had a hole that the inkwell would slide into. 
previously to my administration. Wow. Okay, they had whose names were scratched on there? They had names scratched on there. My my mother, my mother was on there. My mother actually had the same teacher I did. Oh, really? Yeah, which that teacher was not fond of me reminding her. No, oh my God. You taught my mom. I can't believe you. Didn't you have a business goal? Was that really your plan to teach two generations of children? We were so mean to her too. Oh my, my friend God. took a uh, took a paper clip and he. Uh, do you remember pens? Were they around back when you were uh, in school? <laughs> pens. Yeah, like well, a I think we could still buy them at the store. Like a big pen. Yeah. Well, we used to take the cap the thing off. That's right there, right there. We used to no, not like that. With the, the, the big, clear one. The, the, no, the big pen that has the cap on it. Okay, we yeah, would take the, the cap, cap off and we would dip a. Uh, a paper clip. You remember those? Uh-huh. Okay, and we would be- we would bend them out, and we just put it on her desk, and she started fiddling with it. And her entire hands were filled with ink. She uh. had no idea, so she's filling her hands with ink, and she's going, and she's wearing a white angora sweater. MVK for uh, Virginia Kimmel was her name, and she just would take uh. her hands and go. And then the pilgrims came over on the Mayflower, oh and we have and her entire sweater is it looks like a Rorschach test. And then she looks down and starts screaming, "Oh, my sweater!" <laughs> and, then, and then she goes, she says, and I start squirting her with a water pistol. Did you use those? I squirted her with a water pistol. Okay, let me back up for a second. Okay, why? I went to Catholic school. Okay. We had nuns okay. for, for grammar school. Okay. These nuns knew kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them were in the military. I'm sure of that. I remember one day, and I, I'm not making you up, her weapons, like the ninjas had the nunchucks. Yeah. She had a yardstick. Yeah. And she would beat you mercifully. Absolutely. And I remember one day, I'm not, I swear to God, I'm making this up. She had a kid bent over the front desk, and she was... If this happened today, oh, I know. they would have knocked her out of the nunhood. They would have just, yeah. she would be living in a, in a cave somewhere. They would put she, holes in the yardstick so it would have oh, more no, air going she through. She was wailing on yeah, the Yeah, wailing, yeah. And the priest brought in some guy. I don't know why he brought him into our class. He just, they both walked in. Back up. They look, she's wailing on kids, yeah. and they walk back out. I don't know what that conversation was to this day. I was like, who the hell is that guy? And I'm glad I'm not Billy, because he's getting his ass whooped right yeah. now. What oh. did Billy do? I don't know. Oh. I just I know I didn't do it. <laughs> I know that. So, Oh, so you, you never got whooped. Oh, we, I, I used to get whooped. No. Oh, no, no, no. As a stupid thing, we had our first lay teacher, Miss, I forgot her name, at our, my, my Catholic school, we had our first lay teacher, and it was a big deal that we had a lay teacher, because they were all nuns. Now those you were banging. She was hot, but <laughs> I, can't remember, I can't remember her name. She's a lay teacher, but, that's what uh, she does. But guess what we bought her for her birthday? What? Stupidest thing you could buy your teacher for her birthday. Okay. Uh, we bought her, it was supposed to be gold, but it was mm-hmm. gold-plated. Mm-hmm. We bought her a gold-plated ruler. Stupid. In theory, made a great idea. So one day somebody goofed off. She was out of regular ruler. I'm going to use the gold plated ruler. Those are all broken. The first hand was like, damn. Seventh grader, damn. Did you ever get it, though? Oh, all the time. Oh, you did, too. I was a kid with the puppets going through the thing. And and meanwhile, you're going, I get this for a puppet show. I bought you this weapon. Yeah. That's not right. That's yeah. like that's like we selling guns. I think that's, that's the like, first time she hit a kid. We went collectively. The whole class goes, "Okay, that was stupid." Yeah. <laughs> what the hell were we thinking? <laughs> well, you could use. They used weapons back then. Actually, my uh, my second grade teacher, Miss McCoy, used her knuckle. And I, I, one time I wore these glasses. They were like these old granny glasses. My great grandmother wasn't even alive. I stole her glasses. 
I took, found them in a medicine cabinet. And I always thought you looked smarter, so I just put them on. Meanwhile, they're like, you know, Ben Franklin originals, you know, and they're falling off. And it, they're really thin wires. And she goes, are they your glasses? And I go, yes, they're subscription. You know, so she takes her knuckle and she goes, are those your glasses? Whack in my temple. And I go, and I was so stubborn. They still call me Stubby. That's my nickname, just so you know, if you want really? to use it it's on me someday. Another, that wasn't a nudist camp weekend. No, that was <laughs> They still call me Stubby for being stubborn. She's whacking my temple until it was swollen. And oh. I, t I, t I took it all the way to the nurse's office. She goes up to the nurse's office. The nurse, nurse calls my mother. I, even to my mother, I go, they're mine, Mom. <laughs> I, st I t took it all the way. But, but that's the thing is you, you just learn how to deal with that corporal punishment. When did it stop, by the way? Um... Um, white people. <laughs> Black people still be kids. You Do kids they really? Yeah. You have kids. Okay. How many kids you got? Two kids? I got three. Three. They're all boys? All boys. Okay. How, uh, well, I give them one whooping per lifetime. Only the one they'll remember. Have you Have you beaten them all now? No, nah, not the little one. Okay. No. And not beating. A I gave swat. them a swat. Swatting until they get it. I had the one wise ass, the oldest one, like basically said... That was nothing. Oh, you should see my face when he gave me that look. I go, let me show you something. And now he remembers it and he'll never do it again. Well, my And by, mom, by the way, the irony was I was beating them because they were hitting. Oh, my God. Stop saying that. Which is the stupidest thing ever. Divorced. I think, <laughs> oh, yeah. This is all getting written down. My ex-wife's family's writing all this down. It was only once. It was with my hand. You don't say no beating pants, them. Though. No that, pants that, came down. Your ex-wife is going to love Listen, that. Our pants were taken down when we were kids. Come on now. This is an improvement. Let me tell you, and it's only once a lifetime. Go ahead. First of all, I got beat when I was a kid. I got beat, and I never got beat for not doing anything wrong. I will tell you that. Like, if I had to go to court of law, and they said, your mother beat you, and I go, hell yeah, let me tell you, let me tell you what I did. One day, I had a drumstick, okay? I now have a handful of pennies. I decided in my bedroom to play baseball with a drumstick and a penny, okay? <laughs> Southside Chicago. So we had our storm window. We had the window, and then the storm window. Uh-huh. Well, Mom noticed two days later that every window in my bedroom <gasps> was cracked and shattered. Oh. I got a butt with it. And I kept, I was like, broke the first one. No, no. What, not was, what, was, what was her weapon of choice? Oh, well. <clears throat> Drumstick and pennies. Oh, no. I'd <laughs> have been a genius for my mom. No, we had an electric skillet. And the electric skillet had a cord oh, that yeah. plugged in. That came in it, right. Yeah. Ooh, I got beat bad so bad, but I'm, I swear to God, I always got beat because I did, I knowingly did. I never got beat because my mom came home right, drunk just, one day. And yeah, just, just, like, just no, for no, the no, hell no, of no. it. And I yeah. remember one day at school, we were at the gym or something, and the teacher noticed it. And, she, and this is weird because no one else had ever said this before. And this is like 68, maybe 67. And she got really serious when the teacher looked at me. She goes, did, did your parents do that? And I was quick to understand where she was going, and I go, yeah, but uh -huh. I goofed up. Right, right, I right. I made a mistake. Right. I, I sort of deserved it. My mom had a once. And, uh, By the way, what, for the last two minutes, the story, that's not backup music for your story that we're supposed to go to commercial. Oh, <laughs> I, I didn't hear the music. I didn't you don't know. hear the music? No, I don't hear the music. I, I'm smart. There it is. There it is. Still no music. <laughs> Seriously? Oh, wait, maybe my headphones aren't. No, wait. How is he not getting music? Hello? Really no music? I can't tell. Uh, Can you hear music? You know what? The yeah, yeah, you should try. You should on. actually bring the music on stage. It was a very nice little background was to your there? stories. <laughs> we'll turn Let's up his headphones. Just... Rondell Sheridan is our very special guest. Uh, we have another half hour with Ron and Rondell, and I want you to please stay with us because uh, we have a lot more to discuss about our African American heritage. All after this. <laughs>
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. The Soda Stream Soda Maker is fun as hell. The kids are going to love it. There's 50 different flavors, and it's healthy. There's no fructose, corn syrup, or aspartame. So pick one up at Bed Bath & Beyond, Target, Macy's, Kohl's, and Walmart. Or just go to SodaStream. The Kings can wear their crown. The Stanley Cup comes to Los Angeles for the first time ever. A Stanley Cup for the Los Angeles Kings. Own the 2012 NHL champs on Blu-ray combo pack and DVD. Justin Penner has sent the Kings to the finals. Get exclusive Blu-ray content, including... Including extended interviews and parade celebration. What a move by Kopitar! Experience the historical run. Three by quick! Own the official NHL Los Angeles Kings 2012 Stanley Cup champions on Blu-ray combo pack and DVD July You didn't check out the Heidi and Frank show this week? Well, you didn't get to hear this. I was in a play, and uh, I was in a play with my friend Murray Langston, the unknown comic. And uh, Exorcist Chick. Linda Blair. Linda Blair yeah. wanted to get in my pants. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, okay, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> the Heidi and Frank Show, live every day from 10 to noon on the Toad Hop Network. Or you can hear them whenever you want by becoming a VIP and getting unlimited access to all the fun at HeidiandFrank.com. Banana? 
Listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Just talking to Rondell Sheridan. If someday there's an apocalypse and we're in a cave, we're going to know when we met now. Yeah, but you know what? Okay. You're, you're not my apocalypse cave buddy. I'm just letting you know. you got to find your own cave. Wow, yeah, really? We're yeah. not buds in the cave? Well, not if i got a woman. If i got a woman, <laughs> we'll be... <laughs> If there are no women around, okay. We might hang. I'm I'll a... still get another cave. I'm not into roommates either. I haven't had a roommate in a very long time. I'm with you on that, okay? You have a wife. That's a roommate. It's a full-time roommate. But I haven't had a roommate. Oh. I, I, I did one time. I went away to a, my friend... His wife bought him a, a golf trip to Pebble Beach, uh-huh. and I had to room with this guy for his 40th birthday, and never again. I was literally walking Pebble Beach every single hole, 18 holes at 4 in the morning, rather than listen to his snoring. Oh, it was one of those. Oh, it was a uh, nightmare. I'm uh, going, how? I called his wife. I go, how do you do this? How do you do this? No wonder you sent him with me. But anyway, so Rondell Sharon's our special guest, and we, uh, we were talking uh, about uh, – Celebrities and you know things they do for you. Mm-hmm. Now Carol Burnett also has a little history with me. Huge history, and for she me, does for yeah. you too. What's your history? Well, it's a little one, but uh, I remember when remember when you were a kid and. You know, I was, uh, you know, back in the in the forties uh, when you were uh, a <laughs> kid. According to you, I'm that old. But I I watched my grandmother went mm-hmm. on the Mike Douglas show in the audience. She oh was in God. the audience, and wow. that was really big for me. They yeah. scanned the audience. There she is with Mrs. Wittis. Yeah. I remember it was such a, a vivid memory that I have, and I remember the guests on the show. Mm. So uh, it was Carol Burnett and Betty Davis, and it was Betty Davis's birthday, and Carol Burnett came out wow. of a cake, and I remember everything vividly from the Mike Douglas show. It was filmed in Philadelphia. What year was this? Do you remember? Uh, probably '68. Okay, so so I'm I have a, this really vivid memory, maybe '69, '70, something like that. So you know, it's a little kid like but before the Carol Burnett show. Right. Okay. Right. But so she, she was, was just a like character actress. Yeah, still on the yeah. Gary Moore show or something yeah. like that. So she's becoming famous and, mm-hmm. you know, she's got a little pixie haircut and everything. So I was like, really? So I meet her on an audition. It was a final callbacks for her new show. This is back in the late 80s, the new Carol Burnett and more friends. Mm-hmm. So I go in there and she goes, uh, she goes, I know you, don't I? And I go, yeah, you do. And she goes, where do I know you from? And I go, Mike Douglas show. 
And she goes, you're not that old. I go, no, no, my grandmother was in the audience, and you were on the show. And she goes, you made me feel old. She beat me with a shoe. She took her shoe off and started beating me for making her feel old. But she was so sweet and so yeah. cool. Didn't give me the job, but she was. I always remember that. So you also met Carol Burnett. I didn't meet her, but she influenced my life greatly. Yes, she did. At the Carol Burnett show, at the end of the show, sometimes she'd have some minutes left over, and yeah. she'd open up for question and answer. And I had to be uh, maybe a sophomore in high school school then and this little girl stood up and she says carol i want to be an actress what should i do and carol said go to college and major in anything but co acting so when you come out of college you have a job to fall back to to support yourself while you wanted to be while you're going to be an actor and i took that to heart and so i was like a um, poli sci major i finally wanted to be a communi communications major but i purposely didn't major in acting so I could have something to fall back into. So Carol Burnett saying this as she's tugging on her yeah, ear, which she used to do. It really defined it. If you had asked me when I was a junior in high school, what are you going to do? Uh, I think I'm going to become an actor. Now you realize that there are people that follow us now that are listening to our words. They're going to live in a cave waiting for the apocalypse. Right. <laughs> hoping there's no rats around or I'm pulling out a BB gun. Okay. I mean, if I think about the lessons that I'm learning and I'm teaching here. I can't here, believe you're in the house. Shooting a rat with a BB gun. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Your wife didn't, like, punch you in the neck? Actually, she threatened to. For the first time ever, <laughs> she threatened violence. I've never had it happen before. But, yes, I had a BB gun, old daisy know, rifle. But even the rats, the rats going, no one's ever, think about it, no one's ever shot a BB gun at a rat. Because the rat's like, wait, what? It's BB gun? <laughs> Seriously? Dude, just open the door and let me get out of here. <laughs> Listen, I can't tell all inspirational stories. Now, now, so, so uh, now. By the way, speaking of that, I'm going to segue right back to you. I'm getting off my rat story. Okay, I'm embarrassed by it. Okay, even even <laughs> I brought you it should up. Be. There's no, there's no punchline saving grace. Yeah, to you that missed the part all. about me being on a chair in front of my children. But oh, speaking of children, yes. you are on. You are like a big hero in our house. Um, I apologize you know, greatly. When for I that. when I tell my kids who I'm meeting, who I hang out with, they could care less. When I tell them the father from that so raving. Chef Victor. <laughs> Chef Victor's on my show. Oh, my God. Chef Victor. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. They're like lining up. I yeah. always want to take them to work. You know, I want to hang out with them. And they're going, can I, can I come to work? I go, no, no. Because you said no to all my other guests. You don't get to have the father from that so raven. You don't get. So do you, you must get recognized by kids. And now they're some of them are grown up and oh, coming to your audiences, it's a, right? It's a huge. I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, two years ago, I was in this show. First of all, is on all over the world. Yes, it's on all. So you can't go over anywhere the world. So two years ago, I'm in Rio. I'm on a tour. We go. We pull over by the beach. I have on my. I have on my, what I normally wear when I go out somewhere anywhere. This is Rio a, de Janeiro. De, de okay. Janeiro. I have on a hat, baseball hat, and big movie star glasses. Don't okay. ask me why. It's just the glasses I have. So I do not open my mouth. I look at the guy, and, and first of all, with a baseball hat on, I look like I belong in Rio de Janeiro. With mm -hmm. a baseball glass uh, hat and glasses, I look like I belong in Rio de Janeiro, okay? Okay. So I see a Coke. I point to the Coke. You do the universal sign with your fingers, how much how does much it money? cost. Yeah. I put the money, I give him a couple bucks, and that's it. And as I turn away, there's a there's a three people. They're adults, and they go, Raven. You're, you're <laughs> I have not said anything. No, because normally my voice gives me. My voice is the voice where people, I'm talking and somebody's in front of me on the plane and you see them slowly turning. <laughs> they go, I know that voice somewhere. See, I've been in. I have experience. that too. No one ever recognizes me. 
And if I wore that hat, they wouldn't say Rio. They go rehab. Rehab. I don't look. I don't look that good in, yeah. in a hat and the glasses. Well, but no one knows me anyway. I could just go out and say, "Hi, I'm Craig Shoemaker." They still wouldn't really. Know. Nothing's more fun than working a cruise ship where there's 2,700 kids on. Oh my god! Right there. I never. I don't leave them when I and I work a lot of cruises. You're like I, the Beatles. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> so you have to stay in your room. I never leave. I never. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> I never. I come out. I do my show. I'm like Groundhog's Day. We saw a black guy today. I think it's him. It's him. It's him. Oh, that too. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so yeah, you're, you can't even go out and gamble. I know you yeah. like to gamble. Oh, yeah. My yeah. friends told me about you and Baccarat. <laughs> ba no, oh, really? I talk about Baccarat, but I don't play Baccarat because it's a stupid game. But you have to explain. Sarah doesn't even know what it is. I know. You have to explain what it is. It. And None talk you, about what happened Baccarat? with you. None of you are James Bond. No, not Baccarat. <laughs> None of you are James Bond. I've Fonds. seen the movie. Okay, the, so James that's what That's what Bond does. Yeah, he doesn't play. It's He's, not poker. Yeah. Baccarat is his game. That's yeah. the game they play. And it's the stupidest game in the world. It's like they made up the, the game. Right. He's not playing Pie Gal. No. You know, I love Pie Gal. You're sliding up the Pie Gal. He's not. No. He's playing Baccarat because that's the big stakes money. And there's no skill to. Baccarat whatsoever. It's almost like playing 50, war. 50. Might yes. as well play war. Yes. Uh, that sounds like a game I should play. Well, and no, you shouldn't because you got the stakes are like you know you have to you're in for like fifteen grand and uh, they're no. looking at like you have pennies. Yes, yeah, yeah. So do, do you have a ba you must have a story because this guy told me you do. No, I have a story about it about yeah, playing go, Baccarat. Tell me, they just pretend to play it. Um, well, first of all, I was in. I, I once lost uh, two thousand dollars in eight minutes, and I know it was eight minutes because the guy next to me said. That's about eight minutes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and you want to smack somebody, and you go, yeah. yeah. And my, my deal, I was playing blackjack. And you ever play blackjack, no matter what you do, it's the wrong move. You take a card, you didn't need a yeah. card. Don't take a card, that's the card you need. And all night, bam, 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 $2,000, gone. Eight minutes. And my dealer was like, hey, man, you'll get them next time. He was a nice guy. And I was like, yeah, I lost $2,000. I'm going to have a gun next time. We're going to be playing a new game. We're going to be playing 22. I suck at 21, but I'm really good at 22. But when I go to Caesars, it's the only time I hang out at the high rollers table. I just like watching. And I once saw two guys from Sony. They were playing quarter million dollars a hand. Quarter. I don't even know what I don't know what chip that is. <laughs> they were just with a quarter million dollars a hand. They were playing for like an hour, and it was stacked. People just like yeah. people walk by and they go, "Why are there fifty people watching people play?" And they go, "They're yeah. playing with a half a million dollars a hand just right. all night long." Oh my so God. the cool thing about the um, it has the, its own private room. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. But it's you can the see, but you room. can see the room. You can see them when they're playing. Yeah. And the cool thing about Baccarat is if the table's full and somebody gets up and leave, there's some energy about that they want people to fill that seat. So if you're waiting outside the rope area long enough, they'll ask you if you want to sit, for, regardless of how much money you have on you. Some mm -hmm. guy will be like, would you like to play? Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you have any money? We've been expecting you. And you sit, they undo the rope, and any, the cool thing about the high roller table is you can, anything you ask for, they'll bring anything. Food, drink, you can ask for milk from a virgin goat. <laughs> Some guy will come running in. <laughs> <laughs> and while you're while you're drinking your drink, they explain the rules, and it's the stupidest game in the world. It's random. They go, okay, so the first person to nine wins. Face cards are zero. All the other <laughs> cards have their number. And I'm like, go fish is more challenging <laughs> than this game. Shoots and ladders would be the game to play this, right? So <laughs> you go, okay, first one to nine. And so <laughs> I'm taking notes by the yeah. way. This is where I'm going next time. So go, the guy go goes, guy goes, you can either bet on the bank or the player. Bank or the player. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll bet on the bank. And it's like flip, 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 flip. You lose. 
<laughs> I'm like, you didn't spin, you didn't yell Yahtzee, you didn't say anything. And boom, that's it. It's like, would you like to play again? Yes, I would. I'm going to bet on the player this time because the bank doesn't know what the hell he's doing. And so the guy's like, flip, 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 flip. Oh. Oh? Oh, I lost. Oh, I'm getting the hang of this game. This is the stupidest game in the world. You put money down, you take it. Only a moron would play this game. Would you like to play again? Yes, I would. <laughs> next thing you know, you stand at the table buck naked, and this guy next to you going, that was about eight minutes, wasn't it? <laughs> so, now, I was leaded to go there until the end of the yeah. story. So you lost your money. Yeah, yeah I've done it, that many times. Really? Yeah. yeah. So you're, and you, Do they have Baccarat on the cruise ships no, with all the no, kids it's screaming? Very, they got baby bots. Seen a baby bot. I just—it's a fifty-fifty game. It's stupid. Really? Yeah. I think I might be into that though. No, I'm a craps are. guy. Oh yeah. Oh, do you do craps? Tarantino's uncle got me into craps. He started it mm -hmm. this is like 25 years ago. We we're in Atlantic City, and uh, I won more money. Oh, this is the other thing. I'm not even making this up. I this was the first time I was in Atlantic City. Had money. Had maybe like a, I was working for a Bellato. Remember Bellato? Oh yeah. So I was doing a another guy. You needed a car. Need a car to go to his Jersey gig. Doing yeah. a Palazzo gig, and I had maybe one hundred and seventy-five dollars for the week, mm -hmm. right? Enough money, you know. Right. And uh, I went out that afternoon and lost it all. And I had this ring that I found in um, in college, this gold ring. And I went and pawned the gold ring, and I got like a hundred bucks for the ring. Nice. And I go, crap, that's all I got now is a hundred bucks. So I go to Palazzo though, but I'm, <laughs> I figured to get an advance. He goes, dude, yeah, no, we don't give an advance for here. And I go, seriously? And he goes, yeah. So I got maybe a hundred. And, and he turned to you and goes, eight minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I got 150 bucks, and that's all I got. And Ferentino goes, hey, man, my uncle's coming tonight. He's going to be here this weekend. He's a big craps player. And I go, dude, I'm just letting you know. I only got 150 bucks to last mm -hmm. me for the weekend. And he goes, you just come with me. Come just with follow me. him, yeah. yeah. So he goes, and his, his, his uncle was playing like 50 bucks for every bet. And he right. goes, every bet that he bets, you put a nickel on. Yeah. Every bet. That's $5. I yeah. wound up with $1,200. <gasps> From oh there, my God. I had more money. I think I was making 900 for the weekend. I had 1200 from him, <laughs> and that got me started and playing craps. That's your version of the crack pipe. Yeah, that was it. That, I had that the same it. thing happen. You, that, I wish you took I had that, a time machine you took and that didn't one, play and never met his uncle, and it, I would be good. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. That's the crack pipe, yeah. and then it's it's fantastic your first time yeah. <laughs> until you end up in a gutter <laughs> naked next to a Baccarat With player. With another guy's cock in your mouth. And you're like, <laughs> I don't really like this. <laughs> yeah, then you go. Have I gone too far? Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. No, 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 it's never too far on our show. But uh, so, so now your influences uh, when you're at home, you grew up similar to not, as I did. Uh, you uh, single latch mom, key, latchkey child, si latchkey. Yeah, yeah. My mom worked. She a, had to work at night, and you were left eleven to seven uh, at the post office. Eleven at night to seven in the morning at night yep. to put in mail and slots and stuff like yep, that. Okay. Yep. Yep. So there, she's doing that, and you're alone? I'm yeah. alone. What about siblings? None. Only child. Really? Yeah. This is back, you know, I was born in 58, so by the 60s, 67, there were no babysitters, there was no overnight, here's the key, That's true. here's a block of cheese, here's some crackers, do not bring the house down, I said, either you'll be here or you won't when I come home. What, age, what Where'd your dad go, by the way? My folks got divorced when I was really young, like, I have vague, I have, here's my memory of my dad, only because I had a photo of it. I, we had a TV in our house that looked like a gas station pump, mm -hmm. it was a base about this big, and then it had a TV that had a swivel. That swivel was kind of funky, modern kind of a t mm -hmm. TV. But I remember my dad to about, I guess I was about three and a half, maybe four. And my, I still to this day remember this conversation my mom had with me. One day I realized my dad wasn't around. Mm -hmm. And I go, hey, mom, where's dad? And she said he went to war because Vietnam was on TV all the time. And, okay. war. and I go, oh, okay. 
And then I'm like 11, and I realize this war has been over for a while. (laughs) He just is not coming back. But on my mind, I went, uh, and I had no reason to say what I'm about to say. In my mind, I was like, oh, they didn't get along, so they moved on. But I never saw my folks fight at Uh all. I never, I mean, I was kind of small, but I never, it wasn't that. I just went, they didn't get along, and that was it. And, you know. And then that was your sort of uh, denial mechanism. Yeah, that's how to I... To not deal with that. Now, did you ever deal with that on a personal level? Did I you? did because my best friends, my two best friends had big families. Mm-hmm. And I gravitated to where I could mm-hmm. walk in and I was the seventh kid or I was the fifth kid mm-hmm. in that family. And I look back and I go, oh, I got my fix by going to my friends who had big families from there. That's what I was saying earlier. That's why I still have families that are my friends. Yeah. To this day, do you still stay in touch with those people? Oh yeah, when I, I love coming yeah. home because I'm not Rondell Sheridan, I'm Rondell, and I love being treated. I don't like to be deferred to, so when I go home, I'm never deferred to, and oh, I yeah. feel so happy. Oh yeah. yeah, and they'll call you on everything. Yeah, everything. everything. They'll go, hey, come here, Raven. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> big, time. big time. We got Raven over here. <laughs> they'll rip on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll go through every episode. What are you kidding me? Yeah. I remember, and then they give the I remember when. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember when you pissed your pants. Yeah, yep, yep. Don't you everything, love when they always re- and you like the and reminders. The, and right away, you're the 14 year old kid again, <laughs> and it's the best. It is, it is the best. It is the best. That, yeah. that that's how fatherless uh, children in our of our generation. That's how we did it. Is we had to you know go get it somewhere else. Yeah. You know, the, the, you have to have some paternal influence. Yeah, and then other parents become your parents and things like that. It's a village, right? Yep. In the oh, middle of true. Chicago. Very true. Yeah. Well, anyway, it was so great having you here. Thank you. We didn't even get to your asthma. Or there the motivational go. stuff. There or go. the motivation. I thought I'll everything was motivational. Yes, come back. Yeah, no, no, I meant as motiv- but he, loved, he motivated he motiv- me to go play yeah. Baccarat. It's only 50 50 <laughs> shots over here. <laughs> you know that I'm going to win the first time, and then it's going to be like just like you with Fiorentino's uncle with the crap. And I'm going to always remember you for yeah. it. Yeah. And then when we're in that cave, that apocalyptic cave, I will kick your ass <laughs> for taking all of my money. I have no money in the cave because I ended up with Baccarat. <laughs> I have three children I'm supposed to be supporting here. So uh, where do we uh, find? you besides right here rondellsheridan.com let's spell that rondell is spelled with two l's r-o-n-d-e-l rondell you can go to hell rondell two l's <laughs> somehow i think he sang that before yeah. uh, so and he has a cd called a banana and a gun and a gun and Just you can get it on alone. itunes and amazon and amazon you yes. heard a clip from it earlier a banana and a gun so funny go get that go get it and then uh tell him that we sent you so he knows that his day was worth it there to come go. in here <laughs> so, we do all these shows. You go, is anybody listening? You, yeah. We have a lot of listeners. Right I, I I found that out. You did? Yes. I love that. There you go. We're gaining more and more. And uh, tune in next week. Next week is Hans King. Is that correct? Yep, that's right. We have four <laughs> episodes with Hans King coming up. 30-second episodes. It's all in one. 30 minutes. 30, 30, 30 minutes. 30, yeah, 30 <laughs> seconds, and then we're out. Hans King, who is a medium, a, an intuitive, he will be here next week, and you be here with a laugh it off. Please spread the word around. Dante is coming up next. Did you want to make an announcement about that, Joel? Uh, all I saw was Wait they have Bruce Hart. Okay, Bruce Hart. Dante's pacing over there. I see him pacing. Can't wait to come in. He's like a caged lion. Oh, his whole crew is. They're all pacing outside the window. Yeah, they're ready. <laughs> Relax. They are, they okay. I know you have a great show coming up. We're winding up ours. We'll see you next week. By the way, uh, I'm going to be in West Nyack. Let's get that in. Me and Sarah Sweet will be yeah. in West Nyack at Levity Live. It's supposed to be an amazing club. And uh, that's where Rosie O'Donnell lives. Our old friend Rosie lives there in, in Nyack. I thought she was down in uh, no? the, the super rich Florida, Miami. Uh, she thing. does that, too. When you're rich, you can go anywhere. But she's primarily in Nyack. Hopefully uh... we'll see her next week. But uh, 
Actually, we'll have her on our show. Yeah. Since oh. A, yeah. Hanging out with Rosie. We started teen, teens together. Is she coming to do the shows? I don't know what she's going to do, but we'll be in West oh, Nyack at crazy. Levity Live starting on Thursday through Sunday. Not me Wednesday and at Gotham. No, yeah, yeah. No, Gotham didn't happen. I'll be there a day early. Thanks for telling me. Good. You should show up at Gotham. You're not getting on the stage because they have another show booked. It's not us. Anyway, Check uh, out please. a banana and a gun. Get this. Get iTunes, that. Amazon. All right. So we already promoted it. him. Can I promote I know, me for I one second? CraigShoemaker.com. Find out where I'm performing in your area. Come to a live show. Make sure you say that you listen to our show here. And here's the other thing. Please pass the word around about us. Say that you're listening to us, what you're putting in your headphones for free. So it's time to pay it forward. All right, folks. Good to hear from you. Good to see you. And uh, Rondell, thanks for being here. Thanks. Thanks. See you next week. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Let's go.